0: And welcome to cosmos with cosmos as always i'm liz
1: i'm mike
2: i'm brandon
0: and uh this week is gonna be a it's it's a it's a fun episode we are gonna be telling you some stories but not just any stories some drunk constellation stories
3: Yes.
1: Well, we have, we have to get there though. We have, we have, the drunk part's going to come.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, I know. We should have we should have pre you, you guys not there already? No, we we didn't pre-game. We should have.
1: <laughs> Actually, I took a nap. <laughs> so. Yeah, but
0: I needed a nap. <laughs> so, uh before before we get into uh story time here, uh let's of course go over what we're drinking cuz that's the point. I will start us off. I am drinking a Alcoholus Major.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice! It's yeah. also a Harry Potter spell.
0: Oh yeah, it could be. Alcoholus Majoris.
2: Yeah, <laughs> uh, God.
0: Well, and 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 when we talk about some constellations later, you'll you'll get why I named it that.
1: Yeah, that actually sounds so much funnier now that you've said it. Like live, then you just in the, just the kitchen it talking. In the about kitchen,
0: it. Just saying, like, hmm, what's that name? <laughs> yeah. well,
1: that's
0: kind of a dumb name. And uh, <laughs> no, no, I thought
1: it was a great name. It just, it, it's just he's like
0: he's like that's that kind of makes you sound like a major alcoholic. I'm like, well, we do a drunk podcast. Weekend? We so, do a drunk podcast. I don't like they see it. Uh, and as far as what's in my drink, it is uh, Huckleberry vodka, Huckleberry fairy, and uh, oh, and ginger nice. beer. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: Um mine is a uh boobo, calling it the boobo. And um
0: Do you want to explain what the boobo is, who boobo is? So
1: Um well my my well so is Liz's. Both of our drinks come in this like copper mug. Uh, <laughs> they come in it.
0: They come. <laughs> they come pretty simple. Uh,
1: boobo yeah. was the um mechanical owl from Clash of the Titans. The... 1980 version. The good Flash, the
3: good version. The good though, version Flash of Flash the
1: Titans. Who made a cameo in the 2010 version, but it was just like I don't know, like in a crate or something. Uh something like that. But um but he he, he did show up. He oh, was That's right, that's right. Uh it was he wasn't trick. flying around or anything like that. It was an
0: Easter egg, it was a throwback. It was
1: an Easter egg. Um mine's very uh similar to Liz's, um, except for mine has cherry vodka in it, uh with ginger beer. So ba- basically we have Moscow mules.
0: Yeah. Different flavored Moscow, Moscow They are
1: fancy, fancy ass Moscow like, that's
0: mules. How cool. we, we fancy. Oh yeah. Brandon? All right. yeah. So I have
2: a drink I'm calling the Gilgamesh. Cuz mm-hmm. it's the first story and it sounds really fancy as a drink.
0: Nice. Uh, yes.
1: it, it sounds pretty epic.
0: I like that. What's
1: in it?
2: Uh so first of all there's ground up Uh, Blueberries, muddled blueberries, as you could say. It's sprinkled at the bottom, uh, filled with freshly squeezed orange juice and with Sky Vodka. Wow. Uh, Sky Vodka for two reasons. Number one, because we're talking about the Sky. And number two, sky vodka. Like, what you want vodka that's not out of a plastic bottle, mm. but it's not, not top shelf. Expen- yeah, not quite as expensive as like a so Tito's. So you just for want
0: example. middle shelf. You just want middle yeah, shelf middle vodka. Shelf. Yeah, the sky. Yeah. So
2: earth, sky, and the heavens. I guess. So it's in the middle
0: shelf. So, not, um, not top shelf. So when we uh, inevit- so when inev- when we inevitably have to um, take shots later, are you going to have a shot of Enkidu? Why are we Why are we
2: taking shots? <laughs>
0: Because we got rules,
1: right? Well, let's go yeah, over the those, rules. The drinks.
0: I oh, know. Yeah, okay, so,
2: so every episode Did of it... Cosmos with Cosmos, Wait. we have we have two rules. Liz, I'm talking here. We have two <laughs> rules. Trying to tell everybody what's going on. No, the first but... rule. Yeah, I cut you off. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <All laughs> the right. first rule is that whenever we hear a dog that barks, we take a drink. Because Mike and Liz have a couple of dogs down there. Mm-hmm. Are they in the room? Yeah. They, they are. are.
1: They're just. Um, they're flanking
0: kinda, me. I'm flanked.
1: They're lying at the uh, at the um, bottom of the chairs, feet of the chairs, <laughs> nice. whatever the fuck is called.
0: <laughs> the bottom. They're on. The they're chairs. on the floor. They're attached to the bottom.
2: <laughs> so should they wake up from the little puppy naps and make noises, we will drink. Mm-hmm. Rule number two: If anyone makes a reference to Star Wars, we take a drink.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Which I think only happened like once last episode, which is
0: rare for us.
1: That was pretty rare. It
0: did. And did and yeah. it was actually overshadowed and kind of in the background. It was. Yeah.
1: It was. I, I think we should add we don't have to start it this week, but we should add a Lord of the Rings reference. Anytime <laughs> there's Lord of the Rings references.
0: That's that is every show.
1: Well, this is this is <laughs> about getting drunk and telling stories. That's true.
2: So it's a good point. So, should we add that rule this time? Already? Let's do it.
0: Sure, because right. we know there's Lord of the Rings references three. already. That's
2: Lord coming. Lord of the Rings references. <laughs> yeah, we're in trouble.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys, uh, prepare yeah. yourselves oh, I guess, because I guess
2: he could say, "I got a bad feeling about this." Oh, oh. Just, just
0: kicking it off. Everybody, shot or drink, whatever. Jesus, no, Who no
2: shot.
0: Shot of King. We tried you. that once. <laughs> All right.
1: All right, shall we dive into, um, well, go ahead.
2: All right, we have some promotion to do as well.
0: Oh, yeah. All right, Of that's course. Right. Yeah, Liz, um, well, t- take it, Well, naturally, everybody, f- follow us on your social media things. You know, your Twitch, Cosmos with Cosmos, your Instas, Cosmos with Cosmos, the website's Cosmos with Cosmos.com, and your, your Twitters at Drinking Cosmos. <laughs>
1: <laughs> your Twitters.
0: Your Twitters. Yeah.
2: And uh, be sure to follow and rate us on iTunes. Because that's how more people can hear about us. Oh, yeah. so it's iTunes, always exciting.
0: Spotify. Does anybody use Google Play Music? But it's on there. It's on there. Well. Oh, it's Brandon. I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's convenient. Yeah, so. So we have us one. us on there. Um, yeah. I mean, and it's not like we're, I mean, we're going to keep doing this. Because it's fun and we love it, so yeah, we're
1: we're gonna do it regardless whether we have anybody following us or anyway. Anyway, uh,
0: for those of you in the planetarium community, uh, it's kind of like uh, when you have. You know uh like one person in your audience or maybe like a small audience and nobody's reacting to everything you say and basically you're just giving the show to yourself
2: that you're just exactly and that's pretty
0: much what we do we just we just but, give the show to ourselves
2: yeah and sometimes you can lose yourself in the show and just really enjoy it and oh. kind of be annoyed that they're not enjoying it as, as
0: you are. oh yeah i know i've had that i've had that man, like, man
2: i killed that show and they didn't even care
0: yeah
2: <laughs> Just
0: like this show. Anyway, (laughs) people out there, if you ever go to a planetarium show and there's a live presenter, which there always should be, um, then, you know, if you're enjoying it, show a little emotion. Show some reaction. Ask a question. Answer a question. Say thanks at the end. Clap. I don't know.
1: Definitely say thanks. Definitely say thanks. Thanks
0: is nice. Thanks is always appreciated. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, after that little... (laughs) That was a tangent. ...tangent. Why don't we we
1: jump into some news?
0: Yeah, astronomy events of the week. Take it away, Mike.
1: All right, so got a few. Um, The Mars 2020 rover, which we talked about not too long ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, Uh, yeah. Yeah. Last last episode.
0: uh, Yeah. That was the last episode? Yeah we Yes, we, let's go with yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cuz it was a future events in
1: Mars 2020 uh, rovers That's right. So, um interestingly enough, NASA puts up the they uh and we and in our conversations we had talked about, hey, what are we going to name it and stuff like that. Well, for us, apparently NASA was listening. They they chose nine finalists for the name for it and they have put those up to be voted on. Uh voting has already opened. It ends tomorrow. Uh, on January 27th. So if you're listening in Twitch, you have an opportunity to, um, to vote. vote. The names, um, the proposed names are endurance, tenacity, promise, perseverance, vision, clarity, ingenuity, fortitude, and courage.
0: Ooh. What did you vote for, Mike?
1: I have not voted yet.
0: <gasps> what did Which you?
2: one are you going to vote for? Hmm. Civic duty, we must.
1: You know... I I just haven't decided yet.
0: You don't like any of them. I don't. I'm not a big because fan of pretty
1: much God. nine of them, all nine of them. I'm just I I I don't know. It just doesn't roll off the tongue. I I, I get Spirit and Opportunity and and how that how that came about and curiosity.
0: We just have to get used to it. Y- yeah, because I when guess. we first heard Spirit and Opportunity and Curiosity, those were the first names we heard. Like I didn't hear. Well, I heard like Mars Science Laboratory, but you know. But I think, like this, it's there's a little bit more. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not explaining that well. I'm gonna guess, Well, I, I
1: <laughs> excuse me. I guess I'm like leaning towards vision or ingenuity. But, you know,
0: Emily Lakdawala on Twitter, she made a, a tweet about how vision for curiosity or for Mars 2020 because it shoots a laser beam and then vision in the Marvel, um, yeah, cinematic universe. What?
2: Which I do need to say, if you don't follow Emery Lockwala on Twitter, you need to oh, do yeah. it. Follow oh, like yeah. Follow her. She's, She's amazing.
0: Fun. She's great. Uh, Brandon, did you vote?
2: Um, not yet, but I think I'm going to go with a uh, Promise.
1: Promise. Promise is a good one.
2: I know. And, 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 that's, and that's because I made a promise. A promise, Mr. Frodo. Don't you leave him, <laughs> Samwise Gamgee, And I don't mean to. Take, I don't mean to. That's a drink. I you done. <laughs> There was more courage too, by that promise you
0: better. Uh, I kind of want to change my vote now. Um, well,
1: go vote again.
0: Oh, I guess I could. Well, I voted for I think I, I can't quite remember. You don't remember? <laughs> I voted for ingenuity.
1: Was that it? Okay. Ingenuity. Cuz it's, like,
0: it's, cause cause, it's you know, like a ninja. It's it's uh that's cool. I like that idea. But, you know, because it's <laughs> it's, it's 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 um, you know, bigger, better, it's more sciencey Um you know, it's all about that human ingenuity that goes into yeah. building these space robots that we send to do science off-world.
1: I, I, I can't wait till it gets there and it starts doing shit. Science and the shit out of stuff.
0: Science and the shit out of stuff. That's, yeah, that's your job. Yep, that's his job. <laughs> They're not doing that. They're not doing their job.
1: All right, so a couple of other things. Um, Beetlejuice, star in Orion, dimming a little bit been in the news quite a bit lately um the um uh is the the right shoulder of uh of, of orion mm-hmm. um so it's the bright red star if you're looking at it uh, from earth is uh, top Form, left
0: Formally bright red star
2: yeah formally bright red <laughs> actually have you gotten to look at it recently because you can mm-hmm. perceptibly see it not as bright as it usually is i did notice it it's...
0: a couple weeks ago it's been a cloudy weeks ago, as fuck. I saw you. it, I think, okay. and I was like, and I saw it, and I was like, yes, it does look dimmer. So yeah, yeah it is and, noticeable.
2: In preparation, went out last night and looked up, and actually did see it. Holy crap, it's dimmer than it usually is. This is so cool.
1: Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about it. Hey, is it going to go supernova? Because we all want it to go supernova. We all want it to blow up in our oh. lifetime. Um, but it's not. Um, it, it's it's uh, Betelgeuse is a variable star, so it. it It dims and brightens over time. Um, And it just happens that this, I think, is kind of a deeper dimming Mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. But it it, it may have gone boom.
0: Well, and also... (sighs) um, God,
1: I hope so, though.
0: That'd be amazing. And also because it's 600 light years away. It takes 600 years for that light to reach us. So it's not like we have had, you know... All this time to really fully observe all its cycles and and mm-hmm. everything, you know. And, well, and it, plus, if it did explode, then, you know, maybe it exploded right the second. Well, we'd have to wait 600 years before we saw that.
2: Yeah, so. uh, that sucks. And uh, it, it did dim a bit in the 80s as well, but not nearly this much. Mm-hmm. Um, but then th- we should say, uh, for those apocalypse fans, if it does explode, it is too far away to destroy our planet with all this fun radiation stuff, so. It's too bad, but also <laughs> I really want to see it.
0: That would be that would be amazing. Uh, It'd be as
2: bright as the full moon. I'm so here for that. It's
0: so cool.
1: It, it it it's too bad that it would not affect us uh, while the camera camera. I know. All right, yeah. I mean, because we've mutant we've powers, all been man, wanting powers. We've all been wanting an asteroid yeah. just to take us out, right?
0: Um, and it looks like we have a, a question from Twitch. Uh, why does it dim and brighten over time?
1: Well, it most likely is probably just expanding and contracting, so... Well, um, it's very...
0: Yeah, because it's unstable. It's dying. Right. It's, and in so, it's death's throes of it, uh, So, uh, as it basically. expands,
1: it cools. Um, and so... It that, that cooling is, is going to cause it to dim a little bit. Even though it has more surface area that's radiating out, um, that cooling uh, is probably going to have it dim. As it contracts, it's going to get hotter. Um, so it well, it gets brighter, brighter then. Um, I mean, it also could be the amount of output that's going on in the core
3: mm-hmm.
1: Um, mm-hmm. of the star. Uh, it is at the end of its life, so I'm betting that's really quite variable at this time.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's burned out all of its hydrogen, so it's moved, it's right. moved on. To the, the
1: Actually, of its the really cool thing... The the really cool thing about uh, about big stars like Betelgeuse is, okay, so the core it's it's fusing heavier elements into ever ever heavier elements, but the so the core puts out even more energy, which heats up the surrounding areas, and so you get these these um, shells um, out from the core that also have fusion in it. So there's actually this. This hydrogen fusion layer. So there's this layer um, above the core, maybe a couple layers above the core, that is fusing hydrogen and helium. Mm-hmm. So it's this multi-layered thing. Mm-hmm. So it actually is still fusing hydrogen, but it's that's a little, fucking cool. A little that's, further out.
0: That's crazy. Sorry, it's, that's fucking hot. I guess. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just in. It's just a mean, old, and ornery grandpa of a star. It's just you know, it's old. It can do what it wants. It's temperamental. Mm-hmm. It's how it feels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: All right, so continuing on. Um we uh we have to say goodbye to something. <gasps> yes, we have we have another mm-hmm. another incredible fucking mission uh that is now at end of mission and it is Spitzer, the Spitzer Space Telescope.
3: Spitzer. Yeah.
1: Yes. Wow. So there are uh what is it? four great observatories mm-hmm. um that that we have, we have um Hubble um Spitzer obviously, the Compton Gamma Ray Observatory, um and what was the other one? Oh, Chandra. Sure, 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 sure. Chandra. I've never
0: heard of the Compton Gamma Ray Observatory.
2: <laughs> yeah, it deorbited in the I think 93. So, it was a while ago.
0: Oh, okay, that's why. <laughs> um yeah spitzer spitzer was known for its infrared um, yeah uh, it was an infrared telescope Mm. i got some
2: incredible science and incredible Mm -hmm. images from that Mm -hmm. observatory
0: Mm -hmm. because when you when you study um things in space in different wavelengths of light you see different things so you know if you look at something in just um regular well we optical whatever uh you only see so much if you see in the infrared you'll see something completely else if you look in the x-ray you see completely different things and so you can fully understand these these objects in space
1: yeah um and they actually have really cool combined shots um that are out there very also um um when uh spitzer had just launched um Uh, the, the Spitzer people actually got involved in, uh, the, the planetarium field, um, not producing shows or giving out a lot of content and stuff like that, even though you could, you could get their stuff. They saw it as an opportunity to, um, talk to the planetarium field about science visualization Mm. and Robert Hurt, Robert, Dr. Robert Hurt, who was mainly responsible for visualizing the, um the Spitzer data, uh, at least back in the day. I don't know if he still is now or what, but, um, he would come and give workshops on how they take the data and colorize it. Um, because our eyes can't see infrared. Um, and so you have to, Mm -hmm. and, and how it really was kind of an art. And you you pick colors that work well and that type of thing and mm-hmm. and how they how they visualize that data it was always really cool.
0: Yeah, I always love that because it's when you look at a really pretty you know picture of anything in space, but like a nebula, for instance, you know you're you're not seeing it as you would actually see it with your eyes. That color is added, um, and so it's for they they do it different colors for each wavelength or a lot of times it's also like colors for different elements so if you see a lot of red it's a like oxygen and that sort of thing so you can see the elemental makeup of these nebulae or supernovae or whatever based on the colors mm-hmm. um that were put into the image yeah so cool
1: yeah so um everybody a drink drink, uh, drink for spitzer Just to
0: spitzer, spitzer. Go Spitz.
2: And for anyone curious Unlike the Hubble or Compton, uh, Spitzer will not be deorbited and burned up in the Earth's atmosphere because, due to its orbit, it's been slowly drifting away from the Earth, and right now is a hundred fifty-five million miles away. So bringing it back a little... would be difficult.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow, I didn't realize it was. So yeah, hard they had out
1: they there. had to put it that far out so it could be cool, right?
0: It is cool, man. I mean, it's well, so far <laughs> out. <laughs>
3: I, mm,
1: yeah, I mean, I, I can't The thing is, you're looking at infrared, and right. so infrared is you, you could be swamped if, you, okay. if you're near the earth, you can be swamped by right. radiation from oh, the Earth. Oh, right, right. I, so, yeah, I was
2: not off by your worth, cool. So, but yeah, being farther away from infrared would make more sense. Yeah, so cooler. Yes. Yeah.
1: So, nice. all right, cool. So what
2: so else? Thanks, Spitzer. That's a guy. 2.5 years well spent.
1: All right. Yeah, that's all I got.
0: So, you know, now we use telescopes to look at the sky and look at space. And we've learned about a lot of the stuff that's out there. But for most of human history, human civilization, the sky has just been the sun and the, during the day. And then at night, blackness, which is tons of bright little lights. Some and, move, some don't. Middle. Yeah, and, and, and as we tend to do, we tend to... Just like we do with clouds, you know, especially when we're little, as we look at the clouds and we can imagine pictures in them and we see things. So with the stars, you had people throughout history that would look up at them and see different things and and then yeah, tell stories like, in order to explain, you know, the world around them and, and give meaning yeah, to their to their lives. My
2: favorite explanation is that all those are little fireflies got stuck up there in the big bluish black thing. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty
0: because they twinkle. So. Uh, Brandon. Ma'am? What the fuck is a constellation, then?
2: (laughs) What the fuck is a constellation? So, as much as I just want to say a constellation are the pictures you make with the stars in the sky, that's not technically correct. Mm. And we're all about being technically correct here. Uh, So, the constellation has a definition, and it's set forth by the All-Knowing Committee of the International Astronomical Congress. And... It's basically 88 constellations in the sky, and it's set so when anyone involved in astronomy or uh, navigation says, hey, go look at Virgo, it's in this sector, we'll know exactly what to look. Because all the other cultures throughout time have their own constellation, they have their own segment of the sky to look at. Uh, so it's basically a universal language for astronomers throughout the world. Uh, <laughs> if, Right, Um, so the constellations are the main pictures, but we also have smaller little pictures in there. Uh, Like the Big Dipper Mm -hmm. and Little Dipper, Mm -hmm. those technically aren't constellations. Mm -mm. Instead, we call them, Liz wants to say it,
0: asterisms!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we call those little bitty pictures asterisms. And there's a bunch of those in the sky as well. I'm not actually sure the number of asterisms, like the Big and Little Dippers. Oh, well no, but every culture has their own. Yeah,
0: I mean, there's a lot...
1: Yeah, um, I, mean, I, I would say probably in the thousands. I mean, we, we have our ones that we typically yeah, think of. Great Square Pegasus, Big Big Dipper, Little Dipper, Summer, tri- oh, no, summer Triangle. To, yeah,
0: winter Triangle.
1: Yeah, and that type of thing. But, I mean, the Maori had their own constellations, which would now be considered asterisms. Um, huh. And Native Americans would have their own constellations, which officially would be called asterisms at this point um
2: Mm. so (laughs) i yeah no i i thought asterisms uh were just smaller constellations in the official set of 88 constellations i didn't know that they could expand and you could call other cultures constellations just asterisms so that's kind of
0: cool yeah um and (laughs) i We need to point out just a comment made on Twitch um, about what. Oh, that's beautiful. This is, I think this is a, this could be the new definition of an asterism. I think our current (laughs) definition is just out of date. Um, Maybe those then are now included as official constellations. So now the official definition of an asterism is when you have an orgasm so good your spirit flies into the cosmos. Damn. That was beautiful. Take that, IAU. Credit to uh, Rio <laughs> on Twitch. Thank you for that. Thank you, Rio gem. So, gem. That's good.
1: Oh my god.
0: That's
2: good. I think Mike just had one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
1: I, I'm just thinking about how I can work that into a training class. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe next week when Answers and Genesis shows up.
0: <laughs> we got the mythical asterism. Uh, They've never had one of those.
2: Uh, Anywho.
0: <laughs> Woo! Alright, so.
1: Where were we? <laughs> what were we talking about?
2: <laughs> now we're going back to our official 88 constellations. Okay. And where did those come from? How did we get 88 eight of them? What's the background? What's going
0: on there? I bet you're gonna tell us, so Brandon. T-
2: I am gonna tell you because I am I love my history of space. Mm-hmm. There's a word for that at the moment, mm-hmm. but I have forgotten what it's actually mm-hmm. called. I'll get there later. <laughs> uh, so, if we go way back to the ancient Greek folks, uh, of course, most of our stories are based in Greek mythology mm-hmm. slash Roman mythology because Romans kind of took them over, and instead of making up their own stories yeah. and their own gods, mm-hmm. they just kind of changed a couple of names around and thought, "Yeah, this works for yeah. us." They stole, this. they
0: stole everything from everybody else, basically.
2: <clears throat> Religions like that in general tend to work. Time to Tend to, yeah. to work out that yeah. way. <laughs> uh, so, in our case here, most of the stories of the constellations come from us from a roman poet named ovid in his metamorphosis uh ovid kind of took the stories from the past you know 400 years of roman mythology aka greek mythology and stuck it into this fantastically huge epic of a book uh in fact there are 250 myths in this one book and 200 characters with all the gods in there you know zeus hera all the all the good folks neptune um and from that uh When we Mm eventually made the constellations, we just looked at Ovid, his metamorphosis, and go, yep, that right there is Cygnus. What's Ovid say about Cygnus? And let's stick that story there. So that's kind of how it was found. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just been incredibly, that book has been incredibly influential in our culture today and in history. Uh, John Milton uh, straight up took a lot of the stories from there. Uh, Shakespeare, a lot of the stories. And even Disney, for example, took some stories. So, hey, thanks, Ovid, for writing all the fun stuff down. So, we could have stories of the sky in our modern-day Lion King. Um, <laughs> but moving on, that's just how we got the stories. As far as the patterns themselves in the sky, we had to move up about 142 years to the year 150. That's 140. Yep, 152 plus 8. And that's when we get Ptolemy's Almagest. Uh, which is Arabic for the greatest. That is a hell of a name. <laughs> uh, so Ptolemy here, he was a another Roman philosopher type person, and he actually relied a lot of information on this other guy named Hipparchus. Wait, Hipp, Hipparchus. Hi- Hipparchus.
0: Hipparchus. Hipparchus.
2: That's Hipparchus. the word. Hipparchus. Hipparchus. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of those stories, a lot actually, the star catalog that. Uh, Ptolemy wrote down, came from Hipparchus back in 129 BC, so 300 plus years ago. Way back um, well, Yeah, 300 plus years ago, this Greek scholar made this catalog of the stars, saying this star goes here, this star goes there, this star is roughly this bright, this star is roughly that dim, and there you go. Uh, so Ptolemy came in, saw the work, wrote it down for his own benefit as well, but also went into a lot more, you can call it science at the time, uh, they mapped a lot of the apparent motion of the stars and the apparent motion of something else. Liz?
0: Of the planets. Because, Ooh, the... because what, you know, you have to... Something that I think is hard for us to imagine nowadays is is the sky at night. Because we have so much light pollution, we can't see shit. We hardly see any stars if you're in a big city. You have to go way out to the middle of nowhere to, to even get a good look at the night sky or see, like, a hint of the Milky Way going across. (laughs) Whereas, uh, pre-electricity and pre, you know, mass lightage around the world, you had this night sky where you could see all this stuff. And they didn't have, you know, Netflix and Hulu and all that, so they had a lot of time to go outside and just look at the sky. And over time, you can you know, after time of study, you can, you can notice things happening. And so what they noticed is that you had some bright lights that were always in the same spot, but then there'd be other bright lights that would move. Um, and so the Greek's word for this was planetes,
2: which means,
0: which means, which means moving Wandering star. Wandering star. I forgot wanderers. for a second. <laughs> the wanderers, wandering star, because it's wandering around. It's moving around. The other ones are staying put. This one's like, "Hey, I'm out of here. I'm doing my thing," and
2: <laughs> and AML. so they
0: they knew they knew that this was different from from the stars. That this was mm-hmm. something different.
2: And and um, before Ptolemy's age, the idea that how these planets are moving, it planetes are moving in the sky, and where the stars and the sun and the moon are at. They were all on spheres like the earth was clearly in the center of all these spheres of and each layer had like the moon the sun mm-hmm. the stars the planets and they would mm-hmm. all move accordingly so that when we looked mm-hmm. up that would make sense why are these things moving faster oh because there are a the different sphere and they're moving at this particular uh speed mm-hmm. and so i think at the end of the day uh before ptolemy it came out to like 45 spheres of the celestial spheres around them which That's is cool a big but onion. terribly wrong yeah. I mean, that's how you... Exp- it, it worked out, kind of. But then Ptolemy came in and, number one, mapped out all the stars, all 1,022 stars he could see. And he kind of made a different reason as to why everything's moving. Uh, so he- the Earth's still in the center, uh, but then everything is rotating around the Earth. So we're getting closer, at least. Things are rotating. <laughs> and And around those other things, you have epicycles. So for example, you have Mars, uh, Mercury, Venus all rotating around the sun as well, because it's kind of a weird dynamic where both the Earth and sun are being rotated around. We have little epicycles in uh, that cycle. So that would explain like retrograde motion because during the little epicycle, it's moving backwards in its epicycle. So okay, that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. So Ptolemy kind of advanced astronomy that way, slightly more towards right. So cool. That's how it works. Uh, We're going back to the constellations. After he mapped out all the stars, he also put in 47 constellations. Now, wait, 47 is not the 88. So, how do you go from 47 to the modern 88 constellations? Oh, Liz got super excited. Yeah. I I
0: know. It's because he's only in the Northern Hemisphere. Whoa, he's only in the
2: Northern Hemisphere. You're exactly right. They got
0: shit down south.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we have this fun step on Earth because we are a ball. No, so we're not.
1: Latitude. We're flat.
3: <gasps>
1: we Get
2: out of here! On the back <laughs> of a turtle, standing on four elephants. You can't prove that wrong. Turtles all <laughs> the way down. All the way down. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we have latitude. So right now we have a north star, depending on where you're at in the U.S. or wherever, at a certain you know altitude. Uh, but the further down south you go the further down close to the horizon the north star gets mm-hmm. and in doing so um other constellations are going to rise up on the other side of the horizon and you get different and new constellations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so ptolemy being this ancient greek guy roman guy only living in the one hemisphere has no idea about the south uh, he knew the word was a ball mm-hmm. but he just didn't you know have the wherewithal to go down low hemisphere. So that's how we got more going down to the south, but also a few other constellations were added. Uh, for example, there's a German glow maker, Caspar He made two. Uh, first one was Coma Benicis, Not which old. is still a constellation today.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: And the other one is Antonius. Antonius, I think was some kind of king, uh, but he was later merged with Aquila. And if you know Aquila, it's a really strange constellation because it's a bird carrying a baby for some reason and so wait, wait. antonius is yeah so antonius is now an asterism of akila
0: oh well, that kind of makes okay. sense mm-hmm. yeah so- i i'm sorry i totally forgot about Coma berenices and now i wish i picked that one as a story to tell it's not too late um so i'm just, just you want me to do it real quick right now
1: do it okay Do it.
0: A coma berenices this is a constellation I, now you have constellations in the skies of bears and dragons and heroes oh, and princesses and unicorns and pegasus. But Pegasi.
2: Pegasi.
0: Pegasi. <laughs> but, but this is a constellation of hair. It's <laughs> hair. <laughs> Ugh. It's a hair constellation. It's like,
3: take my hair off
0: my head, put it in the sky. That's Coma Berenice. It's a wig. It's it's a wig. So basically, it was like like this princess that had the most beautiful hair, um, and her husband had to go off to war. And so um, she said, and the gods were really envious of her hair. I can't remember which god it was. Hera, maybe, possibly. Sure. Um, Probably. And she made a deal basically that if you bring my husband back from war, You can have my hair. And so her husband, sure enough, came back from war safely, and her hair was put into the sky.
2: Just like Galandriel and Gimli. God damn it. Oh
0: my (laughs) gosh. Jesus.
2: Also, you reminded me of the story of Draco, and I still want to give that later in the episode. All right we right, so get At least do this part. Then we get to the fun stuff. Once we understand why we have constellations, then we can have fun. I am that guy. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> all
0: right. Taskmaster, let's go. <laughs> all
2: right. So uh, Ptolemy, uh, w- I, actually, this is really interesting. Uh, so his, his stuff was written in ancient Greek, and then the original work was lost for, for one reason or the other. Uh, but then the Arabic scholars picked it up and translated it all through uh, Latin. So everything all, everything that we have today at Ptolemy is thanks to the Arabic scholars translating it to Latin. And another interesting fact is, if you look, think of Betelgeuse, for example, uh, Ptolemy wasn't like, this red star called Betelgeuse is in this part of Orion. No, instead he goes, there's a bright light in Orion in its shoulder, that's a star, what's next? He didn't give him any names. Uh, so when the Arabic scholars picked it up, they actually gave him all the names. So that's why most of the stars' names are Arabic. Vega, Deneb, mm-hmm. Altair. They're all Arabic names. So, thanks guys for picking up the slack because Ptolemy was too lazy to think of 1,200, 1,022 names. Yeah. I mean, it's
0: always other people picking up the slack for white people. Yes. <laughs> You're not wrong. I'm not.
2: Not at all. <laughs> so, that, that's the Northern Constellations. Thanks, Ptolemy. Um, at some point, I won a different show about the history of our knowledge of the universe, because I'd be all about that. Because me is a nice figure to talk about. Oh but I'm going to put a pin on that. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd be here for I know. three hours.
0: Too... Okay.
1: <laughs> We're already going to be here for three hours. Yeah,
0: so, that's, that's okay. We'll, we'll write that in the notes for future episodes.
2: All right. So that's the northern Hemisphere. In the South, um, even though we have many, many cultures in the Southern Hemisphere, uh, the IAU, or the Scholars of the Time, a.k.a. the uh, Royal Astronomical... Society in England, <clears throat> uh, they didn't listen to them, and so they sent their own people down there to discover the stars of the no. south. Right. It only counts
0: but when white people discover it.
2: It's just like Edmund Haley, <laughs> Haley, the guy who has Haley's company named after him. He went down to the south and he charted a lot of the stars of the southern hemisphere and brought them up and you know gave his findings to uh, that society, and they go, yeah, that sounds good. Signed up on it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, so what, one of the fun facts about Evan Haley and his naming of some of the constellations down south uh, <laughs> is that he was given funding by King Charles III. Mm-hmm. So, of course, what do you do when you get when you're getting lots of money by someone rich and you find lots of things? You want to name stuff after them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he tried naming one of the constellations Robar Carolunum, which means Charles Oak, That's- which <laughs> did it. Yeah, which didn't make sense to me. Maybe it was kind of sexual. I didn't know. Um, maybe he had an acronym. The
0: Oak of Charles.
2: <laughs> so I looked into it, and uh, it's commemorating a tree which King Charles II, I guess, had hidden to escape parliamentary forces after his defeat at the Battle of Worcester in 1651, I guess you hide in trees and it's, it's memorable. Yeah, it's relatable. So cool. This is a relatable constellation,
0: yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we should have but, stuck with it. I identify with it perfectly.
2: Robar Calinum. Thanks, Charles' tree. Charles' ma- Charles's is wood. Charles' Majestic oak. Huh? Charles's, is wood.
0: Charles's wood. Charles' wood. Yes, big uh, wood.
2: The joke was right there and we didn't take it. Thanks, Mike.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How can we not?
2: Uh, But also down in the south, we have other weird constellation names because when you go down there, you name them after the things that you know of Mm -hmm. of the day. So instead of great bears or dragons, you have things like microscopium, (laughs) telescopium, science. Yeah, and a fucking clock for some reason. Yeah, there's
0: a clock.
2: Yeah. Science constellations. I like
0: it. I like (laughs) that. I I could get behind that. There's like like a couple
1: of birds and a gecko, but everything else is just like. a gecko. so stupid.
2: Yeah, and that was that wasn't given to us by Mister Haley. I guess mm-hmm. he'd be a doctor considered, even though his PhD wasn't around then. Uh, yeah. That was by a French astronomer Nicolas Louis de Lacaille. I'm going with that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Lacaille. Oh he's, man, the, the
0: French hate <laughs> us even more now after that pronunciation. Oh, the
2: French
1: hate, hate everybody. It.
0: It's true.
1: It's not even okay. well.
2: It's, it's uh, probably because everyone hates the French. The French. It's like it's, self.
0: I think it's, it's a love a hate circle. relationship. You know, we love the cheese yeah, and the wine. the yeah,
1: cheese and the
2: wine. <laughs> and a lot of the people are pretty great too.
0: Yeah. I mean, we have French fries. <laughs> Wait, so, so why do From we hate them? Wait a minute. I all, don't these, know. all these things are good. Why do we hate them? I don't know. It's, it's probably Napoleon's. When, when I was at
1: IPS, there was a guy that was in Toulouse, France a couple years ago. Uh, there was a guy, the food guy. I, I was just wearing my Captain America shirt one day, and he was like, Captain America, Avengers. That was the only thing that we had in common. But I got so much amazing friggin' food out of that. He, he would just give me extra stuff all the time. He was nice. awesome. And it was just because. And he, and he like pointed to this other guy. He's like, come here. Captain America.
0: All right. Avengers. So, so I guess travel abroad tip. Uh, if you're American, wear something Marvel related and um, you're in.
1: I like that French guy. He was yeah. really nice.
0: Cool.
2: Yeah.
1: Anytime I get free so, food.
2: So we don't hate the French. We begrudgingly love the French.
0: Yeah. But they, they still hate us, though. They hate they us. They hate us. That's
2: that's Who doesn't?
0: Well, good point.
1: Everybody hates Americans yeah, right much. now.
2: <laughs> so long story short, okay. we go from Hipparchus to Ptolemy to Edmund Haley to the International Astronomical Union in 1922. And that's the day when the IAU got together and, and confirms these 88 constellations. Now, Liz, how do you remember that there are 88 constellations in the sky?
0: There's 44 in the north and 44 in the south.
2: Okay, well, that, that's wrong. <laughs> there are, I think there are 48 in the north.
0: Well, you know, whatever. Let's <laughs> help. How- I have to do my math, okay? I gotta <laughs> split it evenly. Oh,
2: that's right, Liz Maddox. Liz-, <laughs> Liz Maddox. We just Liz- gotta Maddox.
0: split it evenly.
2: <laughs> uh, so the way I remember it is that there are 88 uh, constellations in the sky, just like there are 88 keys in the piano. Uh,
1: okay, I don't play the piano, I've so never... there's just no oh,
0: I know. God.
2: No reaction whatsoever. Just I guess I mean, that's a thing. Sh- that's it. Sure,
0: I do not know there were. I mean, I knew there were 88 keys on a piano, but that's not the forefront of my knowledge. I would never think of that uh, as a killer me, a relatable thing.
1: <laughs> I really hope that they come up with one more constellation now, or just take one away, no. just so, ah.
2: just to piss me off,
1: <laughs> just so <laughs>
2: Brandon won't tell me something else. It both
0: of our maths. <laughs>
2: Let's take off the highest B on the piano. We don't. No one needs that. <laughs> All right. Ah, uh, uh, so. I, <laughs> Uh, the, the, so that's how we got our modern 88 constellations, thanks to the ancient Greeks, Romans, Arabic scholars or are translating it through and through. Uh, but again, that's very Western-centric. <laughs> that's very Roman, very American. Of course, this is how it works. Because through other cultures, like uh, Mike mentioned earlier, they have their own many, many asterisms, many, many other are their own constellations.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Uh, so I kind of thought it'd be fun to find one constellation that we're all at least fairly familiar with, Scorpius, uh, mm-hmm. the big scorpion in the sky that defeated the great hero Ar- oh, I guess we could take that because Mike's going to talk about that later uh, the great scorpion <laughs> in the sky and then what we could do then Sp- is kind of tell some of the stories from other cultures mm-hmm. based off of that one constellation um, and I think Mike wants to take this one away
1: oh do I?
0: are you? What? that's what I was told I don't know, I was ready
1: I, but... I, I, well then oh, no. it can do it. No. take it away take it away
0: Talk about oh, Hawaii, Chris.
1: No, talk talk about Hawaii.
0: Okay, but you love Hawaii.
1: Like you don't talk I about Hawaii
0: <laughs> so much. Um, yeah. So Scorpius, if you just look at the stars and kind of draw them out, so to speak, um, easy to do in a planetarium. Uh, <laughs> it looks. It doesn't look like scorpion. In fact, none of the constellations necessarily look like what they're supposed to look like. They all are pretty wait, wait, pretty wait, wacky. Wait.
2: Canis Minor, really. And it looks exactly like it. Just kidding. We'll talk about that one later, too. <laughs> yes.
0: So when you look at it, it just looks like a big, like, capital letter J um, or a fish hook. Now, um, a fish hook is what... Uh, they would they would see it as in Hawaii and in Polynesian culture because fishing is a key staple of their their culture you know and how they survive and feed themselves um, and so they have a god Maui and so uh, Moana go see it you know is, he a, is, is he a
2: god or a, oh, a demigod?
0: Well, I guess he's a demigod, right? Because he's half. I don't remember.
2: He's half god, half not god. I guess. <laughs>
0: Is he like is, is he like be? the Hercules of Hawaii of Polynesian uh mythology maybe?
2: Mike? I don't
0: know.
3: Well, okay.
0: Oh, in moana he's a demigod apparently.
2: Yeah, he's a demigod. Uh,
0: well, and we all know Di- Disney is historically accurate 100%. So, we'll go with that. Yeah. So basically, no, yeah, for
1: the Hawaiians, he's a trickster. Is
0: it? Oh, so he's like a Loki. Oh, a trickster. He's,
3: Loki.
1: Yeah. he's a
0: Loki. He's a Loki. That's fun. That's, that, that's fun. Okay, so, basically, one day, Maui is fishing with his brothers, and, um, he brought with him a magic fish hook, because, of course, he's got, he can have a magic fish hook, you know? Awesome. Um, catch more fish. And so, they're paddling, and, and Maui, Maui? Maui. Maui, he casts his fish hook out, and he gets stuck on something, and it's something really heavy. And so he starts pulling and pulling and pulling, and as he pulled it out, many rocks started to appear. And the more he pulled, more rocks appeared. Finally, he pulled hard enough that large chunks of land came out of the ocean. Um, ah. and, and so they, um, his brothers were like, Maui's pulling up land, and Maui's like, Fools, had you not looked back, those islands would have been a great land. That doesn't make sense.
1: Well, he, he told him not to not to look, and so oh. and so at the beginning when they go out, he's like, you know, no matter what happens, do not look at uh, no matter what you hear uh-huh. or feel, it's like,
2: a, oh. like an arc of the covenant situation. Yeah,
1: so right, yeah. so he's pulling it up, and he's telling his brothers row faster, row faster. And, and they do so. And he's bringing up more land and more land. And then the brothers turn around and look and everything just, the, the line snaps and it just freezes. Uh, oh. the land freezes in place. And instead of being one big Island, um, it, it's broken up into, was it nine different islands? And the so Hawaiian islands. the Hawaiian islands, but interestingly enough, like, like Maui, the big Island of Hawaii, uh, Molokai and, and, uh, um, they used to be like one island. Well, I don't think, I don't think Hawaii, but, uh, Malakai and, uh, Maui used to be connected. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's, what's that other one? Lanai. Lina- uh, Ka'aloe. They used, they, you can't live on it because the military used to oh. blow the fuck out oh, of it. Oh,
0: yes, yes. Okay.
1: Oh, uh, but you can see it from Maui and everything. So,
0: yeah. Yes. See you should have told the story, because I was going off my memory of what we had in Story Story Time, which is not all of uh, that. It's just he pulls them out of the ocean.
2: <laughs> and I loved that show so much.
0: Oh, it was so great. So for those of you not in know, story
2: story time, but Treehouse Adventures as I called it. Yeah. Was basically talking about what the clouds look like. What's the pictures in the sky look like with little tiny kids? And it was the cutest was so thing terrible. fucking ever.
0: So, yeah. So, so, yeah, so basically, the fish hook, which we know is Scorpius <coughs> from the Greeks to Polynesians, is Maui's fish hook, which Maui used to drag the Hawaiian islands out of the ocean. Um, yeah. And that's just that's just one culture and how they see it based on what is significant in their lives.
1: Because thankfully they yeah. do not have scorpions in, in Yeah, they Hawaii. don't have
0: scorpions in in Hawaii. So uh let's all move to Hawaii. Hooray! It's we yeah. don't have scorpions here either. What? That's do you have scorpions
1: curious. in Utah? Oh, in Utah? No. No. Do but... you have
0: scorpions in Oklahoma, I, Brandon? I
2: think Think so, but I would rather move to Hawaii. Yeah, let's let's
0: move to Hawaii. Let's do that. Because we
1: because we know they're not there.
0: That's true. That's true.
1: Uh-huh. Um,
2: yeah. So that that was just one culture at Scorpius, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I think we have a couple others. We
0: do. Uh, do you want to take the next one? You want me to keep going?
1: Uh, sure, I'm I'll try to get. I um, yeah, this is like no way. I'm going to pronounce this. So
0: we apologize. So we apologize in advance for our pronunciations.
1: Well, I'm only gonna try one, one of these names. The other one, I am just not. It's just letters to me. Um, <laughs> so this is a Navajo constellation. How they see uh, what is officially known as Scorpius, they call it uh, So Dene. Um Basically, it translates into "star people." Um, and so, basically, this this constellation um, was known as Rabbit. Uh, as the rabbit tracks, and you actually could use this constellation um, during hunting. Uh, t- it would tell it would tell the Navajo when to hunt because when it was at a certain point in the sky, mm-hmm. um, um, the the Navajo would look at it and say, "Okay, so it's right there. We can't hunt right now because the young deer are too reliant on their mothers," and yeah. and so. But time moves on that constellation moves across the sky and when it gets over here, um, hey, we're killing them all.
0: It's, it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> hunting season. Boys gotta eat. Get her done. Yeah, <laughs> and,
3: yeah uh, so, was- so
1: hunting season opens at that point and they're able to, um, yeah. So I, I I guess, you know, really and truly looking, looking at like the Navajo story uh, or how they, at least how they use Scorpius uh, really shows off that you know, the constellations and and I'm gonna use that as a blanket term. I, I know what the IAU says and all that kind of stuff, but every culture, every society had their own constellations. And so for um and and the constellations would tell they were up there to tell stories, these had moral tales to them, um, which we'll actually get into with a great story later on in, in the pod, um, but also in this particular case, hey, w- when you should think about hunting and when you shouldn't think about hunting, and so they 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 weren't just like arbitrarily placed, except for like maybe Coma Berenices, but uh, you know they actually have something behind them.
0: Yeah, it's a way to track seasons, tell time. You know, the, like the Egyptians would use the the would use Sirius um, as a way to know when the Nail is going to flood and when the harvest is, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So. And,
2: and to kind of add the whole flavor to this as well with the Navigar's reading, uh, back in the day, is a lot of the men would gather in certain buildings and make bets as to when certain constellations of stars would appear and just get super excited about when they won.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so
2: that's, that's kind of cool. I want that culture <laughs> to thrive today where we just bet about when a... When's our tourist going to show up? What do you think?
0: <laughs> like five days. <laughs>
2: yeah, five days.
0: Oh, my God. That's fun. I mean, you got to keep life entertaining, right? Should we yeah. go on with that's the Chinese? True. Yeah, Chinese.
2: Yeah. So, let me preface this. With the, both Chinese and I think it was Indian as well, uh, they don't necessarily have traditional constellations as we know them. Instead, they have something called the Lunar Mansions. And these lunar mansions take up wide swaths in the sky. So as I was trying to do research and writing down the notes so Michael or Liz could read this and I could avoid the whole situation, it got kind of confusing, so I tried to just make it very broad.
0: Okay. All right. All right. Um, can, so, I want a lunar mansion. Anybody else? Mansion on the on the moon? A
2: lunar mansion? Lunar
0: you know, mansion? So cool.
2: Yeah. I would take a mansion anywhere else. Ooh. <laughs> So another uh, quick aside. So LeVar Burton has a podcast called LeVar Burton Reads. Amazing. Everyone should listen to it. Uh, But one of his more, I think, recent podcast was about a a literal lunar mansion. Uh, Somebody built a castle on the moon. And it's kind of a fun and terrifying story. So go listen to that. Anyway. All right. Back to our podcast.
1: Yes. All right. Should we continue on?
0: Who's Who's doing it? Wait, did you just...
2: So I'll do the Chinese really quick Yeah,
0: okay. (laughs) All
2: right. Uh, So again, we had just talked about lunar mansions taking up wide swaths of the sky. And so from the research I had done, and if I'm incorrect, somebody please correct me out there in podcast land. Uh, But I couldn't find Scorpius was associated with uh, a scorpion or really as a single um, constellation. Instead, it was kind of part of a couple. Uh, but the main figure here is called the Dragon of the East, Ooh. or the Azure Dragon.
0: Ooh, blue dragon.
2: Uh, yeah, blue dragon. <laughs> uh, this is one of the five, I, I think they were dragons in the sky, and they were divine. They represent the forces of the five forms of the highest deity. So Scorpius was the part of one of those deities, okay. the Azure Dragon, mm. which is neat. So, I couldn't find, I, yeah, I couldn't get out the story because I'm not well versed in that culture. But again, if somebody else
0: has it, I'd be happy to know. I don't, but that sounds fun.
1: You want me to take the Indian story?
0: Yeah, you take the Indian story. It's,
1: it's got words with just letters that I don't even know how to pronounce, but we'll do it.
0: You can do it. You are very good with Chandra. Sh- Chandra? Chandra, Chandra, uh, Chandra scar. Sh- Chandrian, Chandrian, yeah, yeah, yeah. See. <laughs> All right.
1: So again, Scorpius, Scorpion is Scorpion for the Greeks, and actually for uh, uh for us in parts of the U.S. and Mexico it was also seen as a Scorpion. But um, so uh, for people in India, it was part of um the four major nakshatras, which would be like the zodiac constellations for them. Um, and only only two of them were were fully in, in in Scorpius, and it was oh gosh Vish. Good luck. Vishaka and Swati. Uh, Vishaka is the daughter of uh, the king Daksha, and uh, she was one of twenty seven daughters. <laughs> um, Are they
3: Mormon? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, all right. So that's that was the first thought that just popped in my head. <laughs> Um, she was one talking. of the uh, twenty-seven daughters of Daksha who married the moon god Chandra.
2: Oh, hey! Look at that.
1: Yeah, and um, Swati is the name of one of the wives of the sun in in the Hindu epics, and uh, and the Sanskrit name of Arcturus. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Arcturus is in the constellation of Taurus, the bull. No, um, Arcturus. Arcturus is, no, Boaties. Yeah. Boaties. <laughs> Aldebaran. Like, like, Aldebaran is in Taurus. Wait a minute. Arcturus is in Boaties, which is not a boot.
1: No. It it's not ice cream He's it,
0: it is a herdsman.
1: <laughs> I he's, know. He's herding the big bear. But
0: you can make him an ice cream cone as well.
1: It, it, that's how I, I always see him. I always see him
0: as just an ice cream cone. Because
1: I always think, in terms of food... I mean, I'm a big guy. We
0: love food. We die without food. I it's love, the food. Best. Food.
1: love food. Constantly so- thinking about food.
2: Constellationally
1: <laughs> thinking about food. Oh <laughs> uh,
0: Yes. So-
1: all right. Well, um so now I think it's time to jump into some stories. Mm-hmm. story time. Yeah,
0: since we kind of we discussed, you know, what constellations are and how different cultures see some of these constellations or asterisms. So, yeah, we're going to tell you some story even though we kind of already told some stories, but we're going to st- tell some more stories. Um but we're going to go on a break uh before before we do that. Because yeah, I need to refill. I also, I
2: also really want to talk up this next section because it's going to be fantastic <laughs> and amazing. Well, we so, should, stay tuned. Sh-
0: should we Okay, we'll get to that. All right, stay tuned. We're gonna take a break. Uh, we'll see you in a minute. For those on Twitch, we will we will also see you in a minute. So be our bees, as the children say.
2: No, no kids <laughs> say that anymore.
0: Welcome back to Cosmos with Cosmos. So before the break, we discussed what constellations are. Talked about how different. Where they came from, how different cultures see constellations. So now, uh, we're gonna get into constellation uh, stories. We got a few stories. We yes. have some familiar constellations up in the sky, um, and I guess I'm gonna kick it off. Sure. Okay. Cool. Have at it. Awesome. So, um, one of my uh, a favorite stories to tell when i was in the planetarium and it was an always story every every one of my night sky shows would have the story in because it's a good introductory story because it goes with explaining um the north where the north is and all this because everybody everybody who comes to the planetarium wants to go you know thinks they know what the north star is and then wants to know where the north star is and so this story relates to them because these two constellations that I'm going to tell a story about are Ursa Major and Ursa Minor. And, in, and in Latin, Ursa means bear. Bear. <laughs> bear. So these are the big and little bears. Um, and these are what's known as circumpolar constellations. So when you're in the northern hemisphere. Um,
2: Was that a bark? It,
0: uh, no, they're playing. It, it, it's so, Jack
1: trying to get um, Leia to, to play.
0: To, to play, <laughs> uh,
1: but it is a noise. So I, I say we drink.
0: We drink. Okay, drink. Uh, we drink, drink. We drink the noise. Dog noises. It's a circumpolar constellation, so um, it it circles the North Pole. Essentially, is what that means. Um, and if you're and if you're at the North Pole. Um,
1: it just, in a in a it just goes in a circle. in
0: a circle. They never rise like or so. set. They just merry go round around your head. Mm-hmm. So, um, and and so the big and little bears. You can actually use. Uh, you can use the big bear to find the North Star, which is in the tail of the little bear. Looking up online for how to do that, or go check out your local planetarium. Uh,
2: and it's also the drink and gorge that people would follow from the south to ride to the north for freedom.
1: Yay! Yes. Yes, people still doing that (laughs) because the South still fighting Civil War.
0: Fucking. Anyway, so the big and little bears, um, and this is going to be a Greek story about them. um, Were not originally bears; they were people. They were humans. What? Yes, they were people. Shocking.
1: They don't look like people now. I
0: know something happened. How did it happen? I'm going to tell you. What happened, Liz? The Big Bear was a beautiful woman. Um, You may have heard her name before. Uh, Her name is Callisto uh, or Callisto. Um, And you may have heard this name, especially if you're a fan of Xena, Warrior Princess, because her character was in there, although um, probably not historically factual in Xena.
2: Or if you're a fan of Moons.
0: Oh yeah, it's a moon of Jupiters. Jupiter. Jupiter. Um, Wonder why? We'll get there later. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, see Zoom fans out there. Um. So Callisto was this beautiful woman, and I don't know if you guys have heard this before, but Zeus, king of the gods, um, he likes the ladies, uh, mortal, especially mortal. Um, pretty much mortal is his type. Um if you are a mortal woman, um and especially if you're beautiful, um you're in his sights. Um And, and- not
2: necessarily a human as well, like anything. If mm. you move and you're female, yeah, he's pretty like, much. Oh yeah, yeah, I want yeah. That.
0: yeah, he's he's into it. I mean king of the gods, you can do what you want, right? I guess. Yeah, he'll he, to so he grab the
2: pussy. So that's fine.
0: Well before me too, hashtag. Um So, Callisto is this beautiful woman. Zeus had his sights set on her. Uh, And this story, by the way, as I'm telling it, just keep in mind, I'm uh, paraphrasing a lot of it. And, you know, it's not exactly to the verbatim. So, don't at me, as the kids (laughs) say these days. So... Zeus, he's got his sights set on Calisto. Um He likes her. He's into it. However, um, Zeus is married, um, and he's married to Hera, queen of the gods. And Hera, um, she knows that Zeus likes the ladies, and Hera does not like it. She's a very jealous woman. Um, so whenever she, she... is married to him, I know why is why is it a power thing? I mean, it's, she's just she knows what he's gonna do. All the he's not gonna stop. Anyway, so Hera gets really jealous, and and any time that she can, she will try and thwart Zeus's behavior or um, uh, harm or hurt um, uh, those innocent people that Zeus uh, goes after, basically. Um, and so uh, she ends up turning. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Zeus ends up turning Callisto into a bear. And this is to protect her from Hera because Hera's going to straight up murder Callisto. He, she's she, yeah, and it's probably going to hurt a lot. So Zeus is like, "Uh-oh. All right. Well, if you're a bear, it's fine. Um, she's not she's not going to she's not going to come get you." Um, so she turns her into a bear. However, Callisto had a son whose name was Arcus. Now in the story, I believe it's actually the son. It might be one of Zeus's sons. Uh, like he already did the deed and then she got pregnant and had a son. Um, and so um, Arcus, he's a hunter, as I would say a lot of young men in ancient Greece are. And so he's out in the woods hunting one day and this bear starts coming up on him. Now from the bear's point of view, the bear is Callisto. And she's like, she sees her son. And she's like, my son, he will recognize me. He will know how to help me and, and help get me back to my human form. So she's like, Arcus. And Arcus is like, oh, fuck no, bear. This <laughs> is not okay. He's got his bow out. He's about to shoot Callisto with the bow, um, which would have killed her. However, Zeus sees this happening. But it's King of the Gods. He sees all. He sees this happening. And then he turns Arcus into a little bear. Because he's her son. So he's littler. Um, <laughs> so you have these two bears. Now, Zeus, to then further protect them, not only from Hera, but from each other, basically. He grabs the them by their, their bear tails. Those little poofy little bear, little bear tails. tails. Little poofy bear tails. poof balls on their butts. Picks them up. Swings them around as hard as he can and just tosses them, launches them up into the sky. Where they become Ursa Major and Ursa Minor, continually chasing after the other in the stars in the sky.
1: With really long tails.
0: With really long tails! Because if you ever look at the constellation artwork of the big and little bears, they have really long tails. That is not anatomically correct.
1: No, they have beaver bear. tails. They have beaver tails. Yeah.
0: So, and it's because Zeus stretched the tails out when he threw them up there. Now, um, as I said before I started this journey of a story, uh, I would say this um, in every, like, star show that I did in the Planetarium. Um, and I, I would always talk about the Big Dipper and Little Dipper preceding it to then go into that they're actually the constellations of the Big and Little Bears. Well... Um one day
1: during a show Oh boy.
0: Middle of the day. Probably a weekday.
1: Little kids.
0: Run of the mill. Just audience of all ages and sizes and races and whatever. Uh, um miss it. instead of saying big dipper.
2: Oh god, no list. Yes. <laughs>
0: I said big dicker. <laughs> yes. That came out of my mouth. So uh what did I do? Nothing. I just continued talking <laughs> as if it never happened. And people went along with me. They were like, that happened, but we're just gonna go along with her. Well
1: They see. then spent the rest of the show. I'm going. sure they, they were I like, really she, said, a big she
0: said dick, right? Like
1: No. She didn't stop. There was no pause. Like, she totally
0: said "dick" there. Um, so yeah, that was a highlight of my planetarium career. That was the
1: highlight.
0: It was a highlight. I've never forgotten that. And then going forward, I had to really think hard not to say "big dicker." <laughs> like I'd be <laughs> oh, like, okay, "Big Dipper, Big Dipper, Big Dipper." <laughs> That's funny. <sighs> I mean, there's so many sexual sexual innuendos in sky. I mean, we'll get to, uh, we'll get to Orion.
2: Oh, yeah, we'll get there.
0: We'll get to Orion. It's a
2: sword. I don't care what anyone says anyway. Product placement. Well, now I gotta bring that up.
0: Yeah, you do. Alright.
2: I guess that's a good segue for Orion, isn't
0: it? Oh, yeah, that is a good segue. So, Mike, we'll just go to you and Orion.
1: Oh, okay. And his sword. (laughs) His sword, alright. So, Orion, one of the most prominent constellations (laughs) in the sky. Short sword.
0: (laughs) I mean, he's Greek. Have you seen the statue of David?
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right, Although so it's Italian, all right, but... so Orion definitely <laughs> one one of the uh, more prominent constellations that are up there. Um, actually, sort of looks like what he's supposed to, sort of. Yeah, but yeah, he does. Big he box, three does. stars in the middle, but there are dimmer stars to fill it out. <laughs> and the door just closed. And
0: Jack likes our dog. One of our dogs likes to just push on things with his nose to make <laughs> them move. So he'll push on doors. I was like,
1: we have a ghost. We have a ghost. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so Orion actually originally was a Sumerian constellation. It was Gilgamesh, actually. So, um, so uh, oh, does it really automatically? But anyway, so uh, was Gilgamesh, and um, and then became Orion, Orion uh, for the Greeks. So he was a fearless hunter, wasn't scared of anything. Nothing. And Nothing. yes, Brandon's drink, Gilgamesh. Um, and actually for, uh, for the, for the Sumerians, um, Orion, well, Gilgamesh, Gilgamesh was more of a Hercules figure.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so when the Greeks got a hold of it, they made it Orion and kind of gave Hercules, which was a more heroic figure, this kind of obscure little corner of the sky
0: it looks like a squish spider if you trace it out hercules
1: uh a squash by yeah squish spider yeah, spider, mm-hmm. yeah. so mm-hmm. it's uh uh but anyway so but orion much more majestic up there
0: <laughs> sure
1: <laughs> so uh compared to hercules yeah. <laughs> um uh originally orion's name was uh i i, I am not going to pronounce this right Urion.
0: You're Ryan
1: yeah so had ahead, of, ahead of you
0: that's weird why
1: okay funny you should ask <laughs> So uh, there was a farmer um, and he was visited by um, he was visited by three men and Are they wise uh, Well we'll get there. <laughs> he took them in he, he gave them a great meal, great hospitality. And um, the three men turned out they were um, three gods: Zeus, Poseidon, some other dude.
0: I thought you said guys, and I was like, "Yeah, this is, you just said they were three men." Of course, they're yeah, th- guys. Yeah, these three guys were they're
1: three they're gods. Gods, okay. Yes, and um, uh, Zeus, <laughs> Zeus Poseidon, uh, and I can't remember the third guy. But they, uh, but they asked him as he was uh, as they were leaving what. What he wished for did he wish for anything he was like yeah you know what um it would be awesome to have a son so what they did was they took the the carcass of this pig that they were just um consuming okay. they took it outside they peed on it they urinated on it dug, uh, they dug a hole put it in the hole told him not to uh dig it up until the right time which he did and then orion uh, came out of that. And so he was urinated on, so his name was Uron or Ur Urion. Uh, <laughs> that
0: sounds like like a dad joke like, I would make.
3: Pretty close, yes.
0: Yeah? Um also I feel like that the next time I go to a luau that the pig is not gonna be the same. I'm just gonna be like, What did you do to it before you buried it? Right. Well, in, in two
1: months. Different culture though. <laughs> That's true. In two more, months we get that. More sanitary
0: culture. Woohoo!
1: Can't wait for Maui. But anyway, so um, so that's one story.
0: Okay, that was fun. <laughs> it's, it's, less, it's a less, little disturbing. Lesser known story. Very, Orion. very Trump-esque story.
1: <laughs> um, so um, let's talk about Orion dying. Okay, because Orion was fearless hunter. He hunted. He wasn't scared of anything. Oh. Um, but he did eventually die. He's He's not with us today. There's three stories <laughs> as to how he died.
0: He's always with us in the stars. And
1: I didn't, yes. Especially in the wintertime. So, um, so Orion was uh, boasting. He was going around bragging that he was not afraid of any animal. That he could kill any animal. That he could kill any animal He's that was... Uh, that was there, and was not afraid of them at all. And he, um, the earth, took umbrage of that, got a little irritated by that that statement, and opened up. This chasm opened up, and out comes this little scorpion and stings him on his foot, on his heel, and he dies.
2: Wait, 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 wait. So when I hear there were a chasm. I think of a motherfucking chasm split by the god Zeus himself and a tiny scorpion comes out?
1: What's mm-hmm. up with that? Yep. Well, he was going around boasting that he could kill any animal uh, and here it was. The tiniest thing took him out.
0: This is... Oh, yeah. Okay, I am remembering the story but I'm also remembering it a different way that has to do with um, the Pleiades.
1: Well, he did... What yet is that? Yeah, he did chase after the Pleiades. Yeah, because um, they
0: were they were uh, they were sisters, seven sisters. Yeah, and they were hot.
1: Yeah, and so in that particular story, Schmetz. he wants he wants to it wants to get with them. But actually, there's another little side story that the rea- reality is that he wanted to actually get with the mom. And
0: was it Artemis? Oh. Because weren't they like Artemis's? Oh, we'll get to Artemis. Oh. Artemis
1: actually shows up in the killing of them, but. Um, oh. So uh, they did put the pleadies up, and he's up there still chasing them today, trying yeah. trying to get trying to get those women.
0: God, not take a no, fucking
1: no. He's like Jesus. he's like any guy at any bar Man. in the world today will not take no. Guy, for if
0: if a if a woman is legit running from you, back the fuck off. It is not consensual. Stop.
1: Um, and- the other story, the other the other two stories. Um, uh, involving his death are they they involve Artemis. Okay. So Artemis, um, the greatest the greatest of warriors, even greater than Orion. Yeah
0: she's a fucking badass.
1: She is. She's a female warrior, uh, took a, a vow of chastity and um, Orion didn't didn't like that vow. And so basically let's just call it what it is. It was it was attempted rape and he he, he ravaged her, and she caused the Earth to split open, and out came the scorpion that, that killed her.
0: Okay, him. that's that's what I'm more familiar yeah. with.
1: And so, that's cool. And so if you look at Scorpius, which we talked about earlier, and Orion, they're pretty much on opposite sides of the Earth from each other. So as Orion mm-hmm. sets, Scorpius rises. So Scorp- uh, Orion <laughs> is always running from that scorpion.
2: See, and then I even know a different version of the same story. <laughs> Instead of like a chasm opening up, Orion was boasting about it. Mm-hmm. And so Zeus was like, yeah, right. Take so this. It, he's, yeah, he sent down yeah. Scorpius in that manner. So there are so many different variations of the same fucking story. Yeah.
1: I know, but we have a third one that does not involve a Scorpion. though But it involves Artemis. Oh, yay. And so... Yeah.
2: tag Artemis program. <laughs>
0: yeah. There we go.
1: So Artemis... Had fallen in love with Orion. <gasps> yes. Traitors. So much so. She wanted to spend her days and her nights with Orion. Uh, so mu- and, and she even thought, wow, he's a great hunter. I'm a great hunter. We'd be unfucking stoppable. Great
0: hunters together.
1: Yes. And so um, um, she was even considering giving up her vow of chastity. <gasps> She was going to have sex.
0: Oh, my God. He was going to pop that chair?
1: She was, yep. <laughs> yep. Well, pop her brother, her. Apollo, didn't like that shit. He, he did not want his sister. Why are brothers like this? But anyway.
0: Well, also, I think the Greek gods had a little incesty thing going on.
1: Without a doubt. Yeah. All right. So, anyway, Apollo, uh, her brother didn't like that um, we'll we'll say that it's because he didn't like Orion oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so he, he took uh, Artemis out to to a lake one day and, and Orion had gone swimming in this lake and he took um he took Artemis out to this lake and he was like hey let's have uh let's having let's have a contest we'll see if you can hit that little black dot in that lake that is like 400 yards, 500 yards away, a little black dot. And she was like, no problem. So she takes out her bow and arrow and she pulls back, she lets the arrow fly and hits the the little black dot mm-hmm. right on target. Of course. Turns out it was uh, it was Orion. And when oh. she found out oh. when she found out, she was devastated. Oh. But Apollo, uh, Artemis wins. She wins the challenge.
0: I mean, that's got to count for something. But Apollo
1: wins because Orion is out of the way. No,
0: there's a lot of fish in that sea, that lake. You know, I mean. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so she uh, uh, she gets, well, she, he, he, Orion gets put up into the sky. Where, uh, when I was living in Phoenix, would look forward to Orion showing up all the time. Because that make cooler temperatures worth coming. Yes, slightly.
2: <laughs> yeah. slightly slightly cooler temperatures. Slightly. All
0: about the life of Phoenix. It's spring temperatures. It's spring. It'll be spring.
1: And then when it disappeared, it was like fuck. You know, it's just gonna be hot for the next eight months. So, um, so that's basically Orion. Originally Gilgamesh, and being on a a pig carcass, and you get this demigod <sighs> warm, kind of. Knows.
0: Learned a Hunter. lot. Learned a lot in this podcast episode yeah. today.
2: Yeah, i got to have a great interview on Tuesday now. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> yeah,
0: there you go. That's a that's a good. Story I, to I tell. think
1: you I think you should tell the um <laughs> that that story.
0: That version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: the farmer. He all he wanted was a son. Why? Why? Alas, what in the Greeks' head made them think? Hey, if we just pee on this pig. That, that just screams reproduction right there.
0: It's a, it's so
2: a penis thing. It is a penis thing. For example, I don't nobody but me is going to care about this, but Moises Alou was a great Cubs baseball player, and he never wore batting gloves. That's weird. So people go, Moises, why can't you wear batting gloves? He goes, well, I pee on my hands, so it makes it hard. So it's like the same thing, basically.
1: He would pee on his hands?
2: He did. He peed on his hands because that way he wouldn't need batting gloves. I don't know if that worked, but he did it for batting gloves. What the fuck? Wow,
0: a joke on everyone who shook his hand.
1: (laughs) (laughs) High five. High five at the end of each game?
2: Let's just. That's why
0: they high five on the butts. That's why they high five each other's butts. Because they pee on their hands.
2: High five the butts, yeah. I gotcha.
1: uh, Speaking of that, so when I was a little kid... (laughs) When I was a little kid, um, my my dad had a friend. My dad had a friend. This is,
2: no, no, this is getting worse.
1: Who came, who came over uh, to the house, and and he he would tell my dad, because my dad is a big football fan, especially college football fan, and and uh, this friend came over and said, "Hey, all football players are gay," and my dad was like. Okay, my dad would never say this, but it was pretty close. it was in his head. He was like, What the fuck? Um but it all had to do with the fact that they will slap each other on the butt and the quarterback puts his hands on the butt of the center.
2: Yeah. Not just the butt. <laughs> wow. But
0: yeah. Wow. I know it's button balls. They're all it's,
1: it's st- button balls on
2: in there. <laughs> Come on, Aaron Rodgers. Feel me close. There's <laughs> <laughs> button balls. Wow.
0: Then it's then all male contact sports are gay then. Cause... I
1: know, right? Except for so, like tennis and under golf. that
0: logic. So
1: so
2: speaking of gay, I have a great segue.
0: Oh jeez. Alright. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alright, so we're moving on from a ride and peeing on pigs and such.
0: Fun times.
3: And
2: now we have two different stories to tell. Because uh, I mentioned Draco earlier and he got super excited yeah. about it. I want to tell that story mm-hmm. in a moment. But first, we have my favorite constellation story, Cygnus the Swan. Uh, yep. Now, I honestly don't know what stories y'all told about Cygnus because I know we have a thousand different varieties of each different story it could be told in this way or that way. Um, so I'm going to kind of quickly list off a couple of generic stories people could tell. For example, uh, Queen Leda of Sparta being seduced by Zeus when Zeus was a swan. As they all are. Yes. And of course Lita then gave birth to Castor and Pollux which are the twin stars of Gemini.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, so there's one. Another one is that Orpheus was murdered by the Thracian Manus uh, and he was murdered for not honoring the god Dionysus. Um, you may know You got a party. Know him
0: Got a party? Hey,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. And Dionysus, A.K.A. Bacchus, is the god of wine and ecstasy.
0: Party.
2: Yeah. So, hey, puppy dogs. <laughs> uh, so, so for being murdered, Orpheus was made into a swan and placed next to his harp, lyra or lyra, lyra the harp. So they're next to each other. Um, there is another one for Chinese culture. We can harken back to this one now. When Cygnus represented the magpie bridge. Remember this one, Liz? Yes. Oh, she has a yes. So Liz, remember this one, the Magpie
0: Bridge? Wait, say it again.
1: Do you remember right. the Magpie Bridge? Yes,
0: I remember the Magpie Bridge because because I fucking animated that shit. <laughs> okay,
2: so do you remember the story? Do you want to tell it?
0: Nope. Nope. I don't, <laughs> don't remember it. Alright, well, I
1: remember it. Sort of.
2: Oh yeah, go for it. Mike. But
1: but I don't remember I don't remember names, so I won't give uh okay. proper names to this. But so so basically there was a princess and um, a a a cow herdsman. That's basically what it was. It, it all um, centers around that. And yes. so it's
0: a real Romeo and Juliet situation.
1: Uh, kind
0: of. No. Yeah. Uh, sort well, of. A little
1: bit. Well, yeah, but there's no like murder suicide in the end.
0: Well, no, that's the There's sort no of suicides part. in
1: the end. So Or oh, TBD <laughs> So um, the the um the princess no yeah so she would weave clothes. Yes,
0: she was she would she weave would clothes. weave
1: clothes and um she would do that and she would make just absolutely the most beautiful clothes.
0: Beautiful kimonos yeah and how are we?
1: and so she sees she sees the cow herdsman mm-hmm. and and they fall in love. They See. they they fall deeply madly in love. They they have a connection and um, um, and they they want desperately to get married. Mm-hmm. Um, however, mm. fucking fathers,
0: daddy, daddy, yeah, it's always,
1: daddy gets in the way.
2: Always
0: daddy, generals,
2: the fucking general.
1: Um, yeah, he was the Jade Emperor.
0: The G- yes, this is right. Okay. He was the
1: Jade Emperor. Back to <laughs> he was friend. like no,
0: no. <laughs> You will not
1: marry a cowherd. That is class. beneath your station. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she, she's devastated, and and she stops weaving clothes. And so the clothes aren't getting, uh, people getting are get, made. People
0: are going naked.
1: People are, people <laughs> yeah. are going around clothes naked.
0: Clothes are dirty and tattered. Boobs are hanging out. It's just not a good scene. Not a Free good the scene. nip.
1: Free the nip. <laughs> So everybody's naked, okay, and and the and the Jade Emperor's like, fuck, we can't have this. This is
0: unacceptable.
1: <laughs> it's unacceptable, but he he basically uh, separates them, mm-hmm. um, and um, he separates them with a river. He
0: made a compromise.
2: Oh, not just any river.
1: The, the milky, milky
0: Milky Way galaxy. Yes. Yes, this is right. The Milky Way is the river. Right,
1: and so but uh, but he separates them mm-hmm. and. Um, he does allow the two lovers to meet on the seventh day of the seventh month, yeah. which is uh, July seventh, obviously, and um, and they're able to um, see each other because these magpies make hear. make a bridge, mm-hmm. and they're able to they cross walk across and meet one day, one day a, year. a year.
0: See star-crossed lovers, literally you got to cross stars to see each other. Yes.
1: And so um, that that seventh day of the seventh month is celebrated in Japan.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, the the Festival. Tanabata Festival. Tanabata. That's the name of the story. Tanabata! The Tanabata Story.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I can't remember, but um, one of them is like uh, Vega and the other one is Altair.
0: Yes, yes. Yes, vegan
1: alter. And,
2: and, and they're separated by the Milky Way. The
0: Milky Way, that's right. I, I oh. mean, I really...
2: I, 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 where, yeah, because the they, dab was a swan with a long neck that was the bridge between the two stars. Right. Yeah.
0: Yes.
1: Oh so, gosh, I mean, I it's the, the hopeless romantic in me loves that story. But but what fathers, if there are any fathers out there listening, let your daughters date who they want to
0: date. Thank you, Dad. For being very tolerant and just <laughs> smile and nodding with all my bullshit, <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Look, don't, so, so don't try to control your your offspring. You, They're
0: gonna most likely do what they want.
1: You you made them. You helped make. You help make your offspring. Let them fly. Let them become
2: the person that they are. That was a much better job than I could have done. Thank you for taking the Chinese version beautiful. of that story. No, it
0: was Japanese. Japanese. Japanese? Japanese. Japanese.
1: Uh, Tanabata is Tana Japanese. Tanabata is
0: Japanese. And okay. if you remember, think back to Treehouse Adventures slash Starry Storytime. I, I, I,
1: I, I, I like ki- kimonos. So sounds, I love the music. She's
0: a weaver of kimonos. Kimonos are Japanese. Okay. Look, I've watched a lot of anime. <laughs>
2: Well, well, the thing is as well, when I was doing research for this, that story came up in Chinese culture as I'm, well, so one of them is a slightly different story. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm it, sure it does. There's...
0: Yeah,
1: Japanese culture, Japanese culture, uh, uh, I mean, they share a lot of stories. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, each one is going, Japan's going to make those stories kind of their own. China's going to make it their own. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like, even within china you'll get different versions of the story if you go to, say, Tibet, you'll get a different story. And, and also, how east different, from Eastern,
0: like these different villages of places interpret and translate the story. You know, a lot yeah, of Greek, true. a lot of the Greek mythology. I mean, these were stuff that wasn't necessarily at first written down, and they were just passed down verbally through generations until finally until, written down.
2: Remember until his
0: name, Herodotus.
2: Metamorphosis, Ovid. Well,
0: oh, Ovid and Metamorphosis, but also Ovid there made was the
2: stories. There was also yeah.
0: was it? It wasn't Herodotus. No, it was um, I don't remember his name. Um, that also like who wrote uh the Odyssey? Homer, Homer, Homer. Um, yeah. That was Homer. well before any
2: of them. That was yeah, well the before Odyssey, any of
0: the Odyssey, and um, fucking Iliad. Uh, the Iliad. Iliad. Those are those were the primary mythological. You know, and it started as just storytelling, but but were then became the primary myth- mythological text, so to speak, of the Greeks. Like they didn't have like a Bible, so to speak, of what their gods did. It was told through stories, and then implied proper behaviors, and things were then uh, derived from these stories.
3: Yeah. It's
0: like something random that I remember is: don't pee downstream; you'll <laughs> anger the gods.
2: See, I thought it was don't pee on the electric fence, but I'll go with that
0: yours. That as that's the that's the okay. uh, the Ren and Stimpyus.
2: Yes, <laughs> that's a song. We'll get the songs in a moment. Don't Trust me, we'll get the songs. Electric. But
0: first, well, I hold, tell on, my... hold on,
2: hold on, hold up, hold up. Um, I do
1: want to say that um, Allison on Twitch um, said the Chinese version is um, uh, that the princess was uh, a goddess, so she was a goddess. The oh, Chinese they upped
0: version. it from princess. And mm. the
1: the cowherder was a was a mortal was a mere mortal.
0: Oh, same thing. Yeah. Cow herder.
1: Yeah. Mere there mortal. there are no there are no immortal cow herders in any story. <laughs> oh, what
0: a what a weird god that would be, the god of cow herding?
1: Yeah, so I There's think got to be
0: I guess that falls into agriculture, the god of agriculture, Saturn.
1: Oh, yeah. Not nicely done. You know what? I wonder like if in India because sa- oh, cows, cows are, are sacred there.
0: Beard. Yeah.
1: I wonder if there's like a. I mean, if you're a cow have,
0: herder, that's got to be like being a god.
1: Yeah, they have thousands. They have thousands of gods in uh, Hinduism.
0: That's a lot. to remember. Maybe like
1: infinite. I, I I don't know, but they have they yeah. have many. So I bet you there's a cow herder in there somewhere.
0: Well, nice. homework for the audience. Yeah, there we go. Thanks, guys. You know,
1: <laughs> you know what? If I was a guy, I would just want the simplest job. You know. Give me the
2: god of wine. Give me the god of wine. <laughs> just <like this> <laughs>
1: And the god of podcasts. <laughs> Wine and podcasts.
2: Speaking of which, don't forget to rate us on iTunes. Five stars. That way we'll
0: have more listeners and have
2: more followers it, so we can be a more proper god.
0: Isn't iTunes going away? Is it now just Apple Music yeah, it's or Apple,
3: something? Yeah, it's Apple.
2: Or
0: Apple right. Podcasts. Likewise.
1: Anywho. Anyway, Brandon's going to tell my my favorite story of Sigma.
2: I am sure, again, it's slightly different than the way you would tell it.
0: This is how we got For turned ex- into a swan. Right?
2: All right. this the Swan. So when you look up in the sky during the summer, there are three particularly bright lights that make up the summer How many triangle. lights are there, Brandon? There are four lights! But in this case, there are actually three lights. <laughs> uh, which also segue, watch Picard and CBS. It's okay. amazing. Uh, but in oh this case, there are my three god! Lights.
1: And if if you don't if you don't know the reference, um, go to Netflix, watch Star Trek: The Next Generation, Chain of Command, uh, two. part yeah, part one, part two. Um, definitely in part two, talking about the lights. But oh god, it's such a great story. Um,
2: so yes, there are three lights in this situation. You have Altair, Deneb, and Vega. Uh, Vega is very popular due to the novel and subsequent movie, Contact, by Carl Sagan, great movie, go watch it. But in this case, our constellation is concerned with Deneb. Alright, so Deneb is part of Cygnus the Swan, and here we go. Cygnus, turns out, wasn't always a swan. In fact, one day, it was just this guy who happened to be the son of Apollo. Now, for those of you unfamiliar, Apollo is the god of the sun. He is the god that rides in his chariots and whoops the sun across the sky. So that each day is, in fact, thanks to Apollo, riding the sun across the sky. And then when it dips below the horizon, riding across the river Hades and going up again, thanks to that chariot. So thanks, Apollo, but this is the son of Apollo. And, of course, being the son of the s- literal sun god, uh, you kind of get full of yourself. You get some attitude behind you. So he was a little, I guess you can call him rambunctious. Really? Uh, j- rambunctious. Cocky? Yeah, like Cocky as well? Cock- cocky, exactly. Like, a lot of the characters we'll see earlier and coming up next, he boasted He bragged. He ran around with women and ran around with very close friends as well. Um, He was a a scoundrel. Oh, shit. And you know what else they call scoundrels? What? Nerve herders. Oh, a drink? Mm. Want some Jack? That's it. So, yes, the son of Apollo was running out there enjoying his life. But he was kind of a dick about things, so he he drove everyone away in his life um, due to his cockiness, his self-assuredy, and I guess just being an asshole in general. When he when he had the son of the son, fuck it, you know, fuck <laughs> I mean, it, he's yeah, the camera. <laughs> yeah, so he drove everyone away except for his closest friends, <laughs> and let's be honest, his lover, Phaethon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now Liz has her head turning. Phaethon. That sounds familiar. Do you know why it sounds familiar? No,
0: why? Phaethon,
2: thirty-two hundred. It is a comp. It's, it's an asteroid, I think, actually, that causes one of our meteor showers. Oh, okay. Which one? I'm not. Sh- I don't know which one actually. I just know the name Phaethon, thirty-two hundred, okay, for okay. being the cause of one of the uh, meteor showers. It's
0: got a, That's a not a very. I'm guessing not a great meteor shower. I don't
2: think it's, it's like the it might be the ordinance actually
0: oh, We should okay. tie it nicely to Ryan there we go yeah
2: but I am sure somebody on Twitch can correct me momentarily for payathon 3200 anywho
1: hey Brandon hold on I do want to go on a there uh, little side no it's not a, it's not a tangent Oh, okay not a tangent okay um I do want to say that uh, there is there are a lot of LGBTQ stories in the sky. This oh, is one, oh of, them. This I mean, is one of, of them. I mean all
0: the all the Greek was gay. <laughs>
1: well, there's there's other letters in LGBTQ, but uh <laughs> No
0: I know. Like like the B part. Like the B situation.
1: part. Um they were they were much more they accepting. Were,
0: well I would say then that they were all by. Uh,
1: yeah they were yeah. much more accepting.
0: They had the god Pan. That,
1: That's true. Yeah. I do a pan. Um I, I do um a Twitch says Geminids.
2: Yeah, so it's not oh, the orange; it's, it's the Gemini's media shower. Okay. So thank you for that.
1: And I, I do want to put a plug in for um, a very good friend of mine um, at the Morrison Planetarium in uh, Town, in San Francisco, San Francisco, Cal Academy. Uh, I believe they do it. I I have um, a Valentine's Day in my head. However, it might actually be Pride Month they do it so in june um cal academy runs a program called stargaze g-a-y-z-e awesome
0: where i think it's during pride month
1: yeah i think it's pride month which is june um and uh ryan wyatt what uh he will tell all the stories well he doesn't tell all the stories but he he does go through quite a bit of hey these are the lgbtq stories that are in the sky, and, like all of them. <laughs> well, yeah, it, he does focus a lot on the, on the Greek stories, but there are other cultures that he that he wraps into it as well. Um, and um, you know what, the world the world needs to get over it. Um, us LGBTQ folk are here.
0: The world is also a vampire.
3: <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. So.
1: You know, Should I used to like back? Smashing Pumpkins until he became a conservative. Oh,
0: yeah. Yes, let's get back to it. No, it no, cause... don't ruin it for me. <laughs> Continue. Uh... <laughs> it's okay. You can still listen to Smashing Pumpkins. Everyone still listens to Michael Jackson. You're fine. <laughs> <Okay>.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: all right,
1: no. Yeah, alright. No, I will still listen to Smashing Pumpkins. So uh,
2: There's a tangent in there about separating the art from the artist. That's a delayed discussion. Anyway. <laughs> but for now... So as a recap, remember seeing this the Swan talking about the son of Apollo with his lower Phaethon, who in fact is the German in its media shower. All right, so back into it. The son of Apollo, one day in his ass idea of a brain, <laughs> thinks, you know what? Let me uh, let me steal this chariot that my dad has, and I'll bet you I'm having a really good time with that. So what does he do? He goes to steal the goddamn fucking sun, and he doesn't. <laughs> he gets in the chariot, he whips the sun across the sky, he's having a great time, until he loses control. And now some aspects have the story at Zeus seeing what's going on and saying, nah, and shooting him with a thunderbolt. Regardless, what happens is he loses control and crashes down into the river, a.k.a. the Milky Way and gives off a great explosion seen across the world. Now, I know Mike wants to say something, so go ahead. Uh, No, continue. (laughs) Oh, no? Okay, (laughs) I thought I saw you moving there. So he loses control, crashes into the river with a mighty explosion. Now, Phaethon, he knew of his fucking idiot's plan, but he loved him nonetheless. And (laughs) when he saw this explosion, he knew exactly what happened. And, of course, when you have an impact like that, an explosion like that, You die in impact. So Phaethon wades into the river of the Milky Way. And he sees not a trace of his friend, of his lover. So he gets out of the river. And in his agony, in his peril, he throws out his arms until they stretch far and become wings. He throws out his neck long until it became the neck of a crane. And he became himself a swan. So he's up there in the sky in remembrance of his best friend his lover the son of Apollo. and there he is today
0: I the story that I remember was that he there like jumped into a river to save his friend yeah, so... and died and then the gods because of his heroic oh. act threw him up in the sky to be forever remembered I can tell for that, that story. forever I don't what
1: <laughs> so so actually yeah so the story is very similar yeah. so cygnus cygnus and phaethon 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 um they they take the chariots up um phaethon goes too high um and uh he actually cr- ends up crashing um his chariot um cygnus sees this and i mean he it's his lover and and so he is completely devastated by this, and he sees that he is at the bottom of this river, and he pleads with Zeus, "Please turn me into anything that will allow me to go into the river to save my best friend." Um, and so, oh, and so Zeus turns him into a swan, and Cygnus is able to dive into um, uh, into the river save, uh, well, pull his best friend out um, of the river. And unfortunately, he didn't survive. And um, uh, Cygnus is, is devastated by this. But the Greek gods were so moved by this um, display uh, of sacrifice for one's friend, for one's lover, um, that they kept him as a swan and... Put him up into the sky to remind everybody. Because like I said earlier, these constellations also have moral implications to them. And this is one of them where, hey, look at Cygnus. Remember the sacrifice that he made for his friend, for his lover. Um, and, and and try to do that in your life. And so, so that was the story that I always told.
0: Mike gives the best planetarium shows. I'm sure. Oh my Here god, you are, he's so where where fucking does. It's amazing. Like,
2: okay, so when we all worked in planetarium together, whenever Mike gave a show, which is rare at this point, we stopped whatever the fuck we were doing and ran inside into the planetarium and just listened and just put our hands on our heads <laughs> and just enjoyed it. It was amazing.
1: No, they're they're lying. They um no no. But, but Liz, on my last show, did want to um, simulcast it. Wanted to Skype it or whatever to Brandon so he could watch it.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. uh, that's been fun. So I do have a couple of my Planetarium shows on my iPod. I'll have to upload those one day and just listen to how, r- how wrong I was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So that was that was Cygnus. Um, did we do Draco? Do we skip that oh, Or the fucking no. main course? Um,
0: let's do Draco and then take a break.
2: Yes. Okay, because I gotta go pee. Thank
0: yes, you. yes, me too. <laughs> All right, but so, not on a pig. There are no in a, pigs in the house. Not on
2: the pig or my hand. No. In,
0: <laughs> oh yeah.
2: What this is the twenty first century.
0: <laughs> Clean hands.
2: <laughs> Alright, <laughs> so in a nutshell, the their proper story of Draco the Dragon is that it was guarding uh what was it, the fleece? Yes, it was the golden fleece. The f- golden fleece from Jason and the Argonauts. It, well,
0: it was either the golden fleece or the apples. Oh, he was guarding
2: Sorry, was something. guarding something from Jason and the Argonauts. And of course, Jason and the Argonauts got through, stole it, went off, and Druko became constellation. But here is a story I love to tell. Once upon a time, there was a dragon that loved a prince beyond what love could tell us. He loved this prince and the family so incredibly much. Well, it happened that one day, this very young prince, at a very young age, became gravely ill. And if some drastic measure was not taken quickly, this prince would die. So, of course, Draco, loving this family and loving this boy with all of his heart, split his own heart into two and gave the young boy half of his heart. So, of course, this young prince, now with the heart of a dragon, grew up to become noble and become No, it's not actually what happens. So this young boy grew up, and due to the world around him, became evil. He subjugated his people. He tormented those that wronged him, and he threatened to kill many in other countries. And so Draco saw what was becoming of this young boy, now a man, now a king. And the only way that this dragon, that Draco, could save the world from this boy's torturous future is to stab his own heart, therefore killing his heart and killing the boy and stopping this murder from ever happening. So in the moments of peril, well, it must happen. Draco takes a mighty spear, stabs it through his chest, impales his heart and throws his life down upon the rocks in the waterfall. And this boy, now this king trying to kill people, feels his pain. And before he could subjugate an entirely different kingdom to ruin, falls and dies. So Draco, though a dragon, committed himself to life and to what is good. And as a thank you from the dragon lords, was placed up in the sky as Draco the dragon. Mm. Now, for those of you unfamiliar with what just happens... Um, <laughs> The Draco is voiced by, um, the dragon's voiced by Sean Connery. The <laughs> Mighty Knight, which is not mentioned, is voiced by, or well, not voiced by, he is played by <laughs> Dennis um, Quaid. Thank you very much. And this is a wonderful movie called Dragon Hearts. <laughs> so I would tell this story whenever the fuck I could, because it's so much better than the regular mm-hmm. story of Draco the Dragon.
0: It's very, uh, it's a very nature versus nurture situation. Yes, mm-hmm. it
1: is indeed. Well, since uh, Draco is circumpolar, you could pretty much tell that any any day.
0: That's true. And just, right. Yeah, and just and just
1: hope there are no uh, Dragonheart representatives in the audience, which there uh, never
2: were. But but in this case, Twitch called me out completely. Yeah, I fucking Twitch love it. Twitch knew it. Uh, they job, they exactly called out. you out early. All right. But for now, up next we have the fucking main course. I'm super oh. excited to tell oh the majestic story of the sky. But first. Liz and I have to go pee.
0: Yeah, we gotta take a break. So we will see everybody in a, <laughs> in a minute or ten for those on Twitch. And we're back.
1: All right. Hi everyone. We are back. And um, we are going to uh, we're gonna tell the story. And this story comes well, I was introduced to this story in nineteen eighty. As a child, 10 years old, introduced to this story, went to the movie theater, and I saw Clash of the Titans. The original, the original Clash of the Titans. Stop
0: motion, claymation. Stop
1: motion. And it introduced me to the world of fantasy. Star Wars introduced me to sci fi. Clash of the Titans introduced me introduced me to fantasy and it has changed my life so without further ado brandon
2: <laughs> a long time ago in the mythology far, far away clash of the titans <laughs> It is a time of great joy. Queen Cassiopeia and King Cepheus welcome their beautiful daughter Andronima into the world. The new princess is as brilliant as she is beautiful, as cunning as is tactful. The world and sky tremble before the luminous aura that is their daughter and future leader of the known world. The queen proudly exclaims that even Hera, wife of almighty Zeus, cannot compare. Hera seethes top Mount Olympus at learning these claims. In their abject peril, Hera decide, decides on the path that will forever change the course of human events.
0: Woe is my heavenly kingdom. Woe to the worlds who claim of beauty is false, and woe to whose souls shall be stricken with hot iron and tormented claiming such terrible lies.
1: Whoa, what?
0: It's those humans again, always claiming this land in your name and beheading this false idol for your glory. The only time they mention me is to say, Look at my daughter, doesn't she make old Hera, queen of the gods, look rather drab?
1: I'm sure that's not what they said.
0: Oh, Weren't you just now seducing some giraffe that may have winked at you? It's their eyelashes, Zeus. They flutter to keep the flies out. Some (laughs) great all-knowing creator you are.
1: (laughs) You, You can't expect me to know all about all. Not when there are kingdoms to command and creatures to... And
0: I'm telling you that this kingdom claims a daughter more stunning than I. Woe is the eternal world unless... Unless... Unless the same calamity meets the world that has met me, those creatures of the deep. Are they still around?
2: Sixteen years later, in ancient Greece, Andronima explains her ambition to the king.
0: Ugh, Dad, you never let me conquer a people or, like, squash a rebellion. I've seen you do it hundreds of times. I could do it in my sleep. Watch. You. You and you. Also, you and you. Friend, decimated all of you Achilles! Take them behind the temple and decimate them! See? It's so easy. I've been practicing. Enough!
2: Oh, let her conquer city-state or two, darling. She is unmatched in skill, after all. And our daughter's beauty alone would stand an army into defeat.
1: As long as I, King Cepheus, reigns, she will have no need to cross a, re- a revolution or decimate anything.
2: Overlooking their kingdom of the fair Mediterranean, clouds softly gracing the sky, and an odd loggerhead turtle making a harsh advance towards a female. The sky turned black and the ground trembled. Enter, the foul creature from the deep sea this
1: From the horrors of Hades himself, the Kraken! Captain, ready the army. Guards, to the gate! Take down the tempest of disgust!
3: <laughs> Barouf!
0: Daughter, oh, Daughter, Andronima, Daughter! I'm here! I've ready my sword and can lose my arrows. Point me towards this foul beast and I shall send it back like to like the very abyss for once it crawls. I'm ready to. Now!
1: Destroy the beast! Drive it back to
2: Hades! Army! Advance! Yes, yes, but first you must hide, daughter! You are the jewel of the world, and this is a creature. a creature from the underworld!
0: Mom, uh, let me decimate it! Oh, mom. mom, I can do this! Oh, oh Shush now, come with me!
2: For two days as dark as midnight, and two nights as black as space, the creature Cetus laid waste to the kingdom, and destroyed any poor soldier or civilian that dared to live in the path of its fury. When the destruction of his peoples became too much to bear, King Cepheus donned a black cloak and fled the chaos to find an answer from the all-knowing Oracle of Apollo.
1: O great Oracle, I, King Cepheus of the realm, have traveled far to seek. To
0: seek my wise counsel, yes, I know.
1: Then you must know the... Uh, the monster, Cetus,
0: that... Is decimating your kingdom and ravaging your peoples. Yes. Your steel breaks against the scales and arrows wither against its hide.
1: Um, I've come to... Yes? I, I've come to beg for your help, for your foresight, and gifts of holding counsel with...
0: No one holds counsel with the gods. Please. It's babysitting eternally powerful toddlers.
1: These, well, eternally powerful toddlers, did you say? Are
0: decimating your city, yes?
1: Um, did I really need to climb this mountain for your uh, premonitions?
0: Heavens, yes, my dear Cepheus! The Oracle of Menthesius? I doubt you'd know her. She's out west. Her altar is right down the road of the city center. And just all sorts of people came to see her, asking about this or complaining about that. I'm the oracle of Apollo, god of the sun, muse of music and poetry, giver of light. Not the old witch down the road (laughs) to ask about a rash on your husband's backside. Give me a mountain.
1: Speaking of.
0: Vanilla and crushed lilacs, dear. Rub it in before bed.
1: Oh, thank you. My
0: pleasure.
1: I, um, I don't suppose I could rub vanilla onto Cetus to make him disappear.
0: Ocean waves of blue and fury. Crashing, gnashing at your shore. Cetus from legend's yore. Affixed by Hera, goddess and your jury.
1: Hera herself?
0: Your daughter of wealth and beauty, no faults for existing, cursed by mother's vanity, her sins true and petty. Poor Andromeda, no faults for existing, to purge these sins, a sacrifice. Your daughter, the beauty to end her existing no
1: that's not true that's
2: impossible
0: Such your feelings you know it to be true
2: star wars reference drink.
0: drink
1: andromeda is my world my shining light in the dark my stars
0: your galaxy galaxy too soon <laughs> listen If you want to save your city, and keep lives from needlessly ending, you'll do as Hera has asked, and sacrifice your only daughter. It's the greater good.
2: The greater good? Meanwhile, on Mount Olympus... Do you
1: think it is possible you have overdone it with Cetus, sending the arcane beast of legendary terror? I mean, look at him go! Smashing those buildings, and... Eating those people's like grapes.
0: They pop just like grapes too.
1: Oh, they really do. Oh, look at that one pop like a tick all over his family. Quick, go get Artemis. He'll 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 get a kick out of this. Uh, Cetus, Cetus may have may have been our best idea yet, my dear. It's awesome.
0: Now they'll learn to fear my beauty, dark and beautiful as the dawn, tempestuous as the sea, and stronger than the foundations of the earth. All shall love me and despair. Lord
2: of the Rings, quote, drink.
1: Oh, 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 that building was decimated.
2: King Cepheus returned to his realm to find a mostly still standing city, and a daughter being held back by four strong guards.
0: The sharp end of my blade to anyone who like, stops me. Cetus is mine, I'll like, totally decimate this beast. My daughter, father, you've returned. Speak a sense to these guards, and like, let me fly my let fly my blades of justice. The weapon that the oracle has surely bestowed upon you will defeat this monstrosity. Yes, well about that.
2: A firm bop over the head, and Adrathma was out cold. They hoisted her up to a rather large rock jutting out from the ocean. Chains wrapped around your body. And for some reason, the body was new. But that's just the lore, not me adding for taste. <laughs> Enter Perseus. A sack draped over his back and a sword affixed to his waist, onlooking the city from afar. <clears throat> Here comes Perseus, here comes Perseus, right down Perseus' lane. whacking and crackin', splittin' all the heads, now bells are ringin' Medusa's stone, now all is merry and bright. But what's this here? Over the horizon, sea monster destroying nigh? <laughs> the hero Perseus walked himself straight into the great hall of Cepheus.
1: <laughs> it had to be done, Cassie. <laughs> From the words of the gods himself, it was our daughter or the world. Our daughter or the world. Such a weight for any salt bear.
2: It's not too late for you to save her. Please, somebody. I'm holding. I'm holding up for a hero. A hero. Must he be fast? Must he be strong? Must he be fresh from the fight? Yes, and soon it must be. Somebody. Somebody larger than life. Larger than life? Well, I've always felt that where the mountains meet the heavens above, out where the lightning splits the sea, I could swear there's someone somewhere watching me.
1: Yes, the gods are always watching. Who is this?
2: A man. As swift as the coursing river, with all the force of a great typhoon, with all the strength of a raging fire, this man sounds mysterious.
1: As mysterious as the dark side of the moon.
2: Yes. Well, my name's Perseus, and it might be a sin, but I'll take this job to take on the gods, because I'm the best I've ever been. (laughs)
1: Oh, thank you, great hero. Now, please, you must act quickly. Our daughter, per consultation with the gods on Olympus, on high, pending the contractual obligations with their oracle, uh, has.
2: Uh, our daughter is tied to a rock, waiting to be eaten by the Kraken. The court waits with bated breath for this new hero to digest this information. <clears throat> I accept with a task that you give me a hand once the creature is all dead. You wish to wed our daughter? Baroom!
1: Well, it's quite better than the current alternative. Can you go now?
2: I'm already there. As the sea monster rises from the deep to devour the beauty of Andromeda, Perseus, atop his winged steed, flying through the air, Pegasus, I'm burning through the sky, 200 degrees, that's why they call me Mr. Mr. Perseus, I'm flying at the speed of light, don't stop me now, cause I'm having such a good time, I'm having the ball, (laughs) I'm flying a horse to freaking
0: Mars, I'm traveling at the speed of, (sighs) no, Perseus, (laughs) You're the great hero that's, like, a slain Medusa, are you not?
2: I want to make a supersonic woman out of you!
0: Whoosh! <sighs> Perseus, show this monster the head of Medusa. I know you have it. And, like, and this once and for all?
2: The great hero Perseus, having stretched his lyrical bit out as long as possible, ruffered through his bag and pulled out the very head of the great Gorgon Medusa. To those about to rock, we salute you! The great hero brandished the head of the terrifying monster Medusa, who, through no fault of her own, had been cursed with a head full of snakes that turned anyone into stone, and pointed it towards their Kraken. oh
0: It's working! It's working! Um.
2: The great beast Cetus grew stiff as a wave of stone devoured its monstrous body from the inside out. The weight of such a beast now made of stone collapsed back into the ocean, sinking to the very depths of the earth.
1: You've done it, my boy. The city is saved.
2: I'm the best
0: around. Nothing's ever gonna keep me down. (laughs) now like please get these chains off me i like can't wait to be free my gods betrayed me my own uh, mother and father threw my life away as like a sacrifice i now know having looked into the gnashing teeth of the kraken what is important to me and like that is for all the world's to know is my freedom yes well
1: about
2: that fuck listen baby ain't no mountain high ain't no valley low ain't no river wide enough baby if you need me, call me, no matter where you are.
0: Oh baby, oh, there baby glare, ain't, just no no ain't no mountain high, high enough. enough. Ain't no valley no low, low enough. enough. Ain't, ain't no, no river, river wide, river wide enough, enough to keep me, me from getting to you, you, babe. babe. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the clash of the gods and beings, mortal, is a legend etched in the skies for eternity's history. <laughs> In the very lamps the gods hold is the heroic deeds of Perseus. In the fires of the black is the winged steed Pegasus, the Kraken Cetus, the helpless maiden Andronima, the king and queen of Ethiopia. Heroes may live forever, but legends never die. Scene. And scene, scene, motherfuckers!
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that well was awesome. Was,
2: that was well done.
0: That was a good job to everybody here. That well was, done.
1: <laughs> yes, that was great.
0: That was a journey. <sighs> and, wow. and for everybody
1: listening, this is just a practice run for the future. We yeah. have plans. Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. Have plan. Oh, man.
2: I can sing in every episode here and now. Don't get me wrong.
0: <laughs> that was great. That was great. Can't stop yep. me. Now but you know what's I'm
2: really- having a good time. I'm having a good
1: time. Woo! You know what's what's so great about this story is it takes place right up in the sky. Mm
0: -hmm. All of those characters. They're all up there. They're
1: all up there. And as much as I love the 1980 version of Clash of the Titans Mm -hmm. and the 2010 version was
0: eh.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: was okay. Mm -hmm. It actually opens with the journey through the stars. Mm -hmm. And so you actually, they they play homage
2: to it.
0: Well, they had better digital effects in uh, 2010. That's they, true. they
1: did.
2: They I did. Mean, you know. Although um, I forget which character it is, but one of the characters in the original Clash of the Titans, um, I, oh, I don't know who it was, but he was Mick from Rocky, and Mick from Rocky yeah. had this real gravelly voice. You gotta eat thunder, and you gotta crap lightning, and it just fit murderously in Clash of the Titans.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So if you have not seen the nineteen eighty version, go uh, see it. S- somehow see it's it. Nineteen
0: eighty seven was it? I thought it was 1980. Oh, it might have been. Okay. It, was,
2: it was 80. It was okay. closer to Star Wars. 1980. Than you. Yeah. All
0: right. All
1: right. All right. Um, you, you have to see it. It is mm-hmm.
2: it's
0: beautiful. fucking phenomenal. Beautiful claymation um, Yeah. salt
1: motion. Yes. It's great. It is great. It's
0: great.
2: And that it, was so much fucking fun.
0: That was great. That was <laughs> real fun. And you played well, multiple I parts. I appreciate that. Um, you this was all written by
1: Brandon, way? by the way.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, the story was kind of told a couple thousand years ago. So well, yeah, but like, well, you did a well, great with you did color. a
0: great rewrite uh, or fun. paraphrase of it. It was it was oh, it was good. Okay. stop good. me
2: now, cause I'm having a good time. Yeah.
0: All right. Well. I'm
3: trapped at the, the Spirit Line. Brandon's gonna <laughs> just be doing, doing, doing
2: this all Mr. night. Man, <laughs>
3: just
2: That's right. why you don't give me drinks and say. Don't quote Queen for two hours. <laughs> I'm fucking quote Queen for two hours. If you tell me to do that.
0: Well, uh, I think that's all the stories we have for this edition of uh, Drunk Constellation Stories. I,
1: I, I really hope you enjoyed the Clash of Titans. That was. Yeah. I was looking forward to that.
0: That was lots of fun. Yeah.
1: The and entire you know
2: episode. I, and I'm sure at some point in the future we'll have a follow up and have mm-hmm. more stories because yeah. there are 88 stories to tell, folks. Well, Just well, there's, there's more, more, than more than that. that. Yeah, I mean, just the official ones there's more than that yeah tourism other
0: cultures oh yeah i'm excited we'll definitely we will definitely do this uh we'll do this again um we also have something special planned for halloween Halloween, yes um, oh
2: halloween time. i so, completely forgot about that yeah so join us super excited
1: for that also grab as many of your friends as you can and join us for halloween
0: or Ooh. all of them grab all, all your friends and yes. join us for yes. all and the episodes
2: and don't forget to us an iTunes so more people can partake in this
0: colossity
2: of fuckery that yeah. we pronounce every iTunes,
0: week. iTunes, uh, Spotify, Google Music, and then Twitch, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, that's all we got. Our website. That's, that's what we got right now. Um, yeah. Alright, well that's going to be it for this episode of Cosmos with Cosmos. We will see you next time. Follow us. Um, thanks everyone for joining.
1: Tell your we'll friends and we'll see you in two weeks.
0: Yeah. Thanks. Thanks yeah, Twitch. See thanks Twitch peoples. Jesus.